in there. Wolf. Hey, how you doing, brother? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. I survived the great hacking of uh, December 23rd. Yeah, I'm happy I could put my boxing gloves away. <laughs> <laughs> happy to be here for another Wolf Den. Boxing Day is like the day after Christmas or something, isn't it? It like, is. It can be. Yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. It's... um. <laughs> Similar to how there's Black Friday in America, where now it turned from Boxing Day to Boxing Week to, like, Boxing Month, you know. Sale just seems to just seems to extend forever, where it did used to be one day where you'd go and fight, yourself, fight people at the department store. Do you have, like, um, massive online sales that try and take over or compete for the, the in-store purchases? Yeah, they just do Boxing Day sales online as well, the Canada. There's not like a they do they do Cyber Monday here and Black Friday here now too. They didn't used to, but about five years ago the stores were like, Hey, another reason to get people in. Right. We can we can make more money. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, exactly. They're just like, Oh, why not? I would say yeah, Black Friday is almost a bigger deal now in Canada than Boxing Day, and that was that's only like five five years or so here it's not very but not very new here we used to just watch the videos on the internet of people getting in a fight for a toaster and be like what is going on in the states as walmart takes over the world they're moving the fights to international scenes <laughs> yeah totally it's like how the ufc does events internationally now it's the uh the walmart <laughs> fight spread everywhere <laughs> I love it. Well, happy to be here for another Wolf Den Christmas. We got uh, our producer, OK Jose, recording it up for us. Amazing as always. And if you are listening to this on Spotify, just be aware that uh, it's a live show. There's no editing. And we might get some assholes who jump in and say pretty disrespectful things. And that's kind of out of our control. So we hope it goes well. But uh, trolls be trolling. Yeah, we do what we can, but the reality is we want to give people a space to talk. So yeah. we take a chance. We take yeah, a chance. Totally. So how is uh how is the week in Top Shot? It's it's funny, you know, one of those there's been so much going on today with the on flow. It it feels like the pack drops were like a week ago. Yeah, it it does. Only two days ago. <clears throat> I don't know. It, It'll be interesting to see from some of the folks we get in here how um, some of the pack drops went. I know some of the members of our um, of our Wolfpack DM scored pretty nicely with some of their polls, and they were able to get into the uh, the uh, deck the hoops and whatnot. Um, I wasn't able to. You you didn't get. You weren't able to queue for anything, were you, Wolf? Did you get I, any? Uh... I wasn't going to go for the deck, the hoops, and then I didn't hit on the first MGLEQ. And then I actually, I, uh, I had a, a big customer screw up at work just before the second queue. And it totally, by the time I got in, it was 10 minutes late and I, and I missed it. So it was, it was yeah. really annoying. I had a, a long customer at work that took a half an hour and I was like, oh no, I just, got sidetracked so yeah i i missed on all four accounts half me half half circumstance 
Yeah, I, I got lucky with the MGLE in the general queue, but I missed out on all the other stuff. So be interesting to hear from some of the folks that we get in this, you know, in the Twitter, um, the Wolf Den Twitter spaces to see how how they did and, and what they thought. I thought overall it went it went pretty well, um, you know, aside from the fact that I didn't get into the deck, the hoops. But other than that, it's and all those right. moments are quite valuable, too. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, everybody always tries to speculate what the value will be of those moments of any moment from a pack drop, right? Whether it's a rookie from a common pack drop or something like this. And then there are certain people in the community that use various methods to try and estimate yeah. and, and they publicize that. I think John Boy Beats, right, is, is one of those individuals. But um these seem to be more valuable than than most of the prognosticators believe they would. Was that your word of the day? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, my vocabulary is similar it's quite to robust. Uh, one. Yeah, it's it's like one CBJ. I don't know where he is, but he he's he's the vocabulary Jedi. He's the Obi Wan of vocabulary. He is, yeah, he has a very good written vocabulary. I was trying to look at what the floor You've... of these deck the hoops is, but. Uh... Uh, they're they're all worth a lot, man. That Dwayne Wade is worth a ton. Holy smokes! Well, the Dwayne Wade is a really interesting case, and and I see we've got Steve as a listener. Maybe he can jump yeah. in. Yeah. Anybody who wants to, but the Dwayne Dwayne Wade, it seems like very few of the moments have actually been opened, and most it it looks like from what I saw on Twitter this morning, and I was running around doing some other stuff, but it looked like a lot of the Dwayne Wade moments uh, from the deck to hoops may still be in these unopened packs in a crazy, like, unbelievable percentage, um, which, if they stay unopened, could really impact a potential uh, challenge, right? Like, down the road, if they do the LeBron challenge or whatever, and it requires the Dwayne Wade, that could be interesting because it appears that, that a lot of them may be in packs that remain unopened. Yeah, there's 21 still in packs. That's crazy. I mean, that's almost half. That's almost half. So, did were these the ones that were gifted? I don't know. So why why is the Dwayne Wade so unopened compared to other ones? Or are they all about that? I'm trying to get Steven here. Too. Yeah, I'm, I think it was. It seemed like it was just some sort of a coincidence where a lot of the people who are holding the packs may actually be holding a Dwayne Wade in the pack. And maybe more coincidental than anything else, but um, but I don't know because, like I said, I was running around all day and just saw a few different tweets, and uh, maybe there is a better explanation for it. If anybody has an explanation, or if anybody could make an explanation up that would sound good, I'm open for it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm looking at the <laughs> say the Clay Thompson, for example. It's three hidden in packs. Yeah. It's a it's a really strange uh, anomaly that there are so many Dwayne Wades. I mean, literally, like as you just mentioned, almost half are still unopened. Holy, so yeah, there's ten Kevin Garnett still hidden. So maybe it is just coincidental. Yeah, which is it's that wild. Kevin Garnett is up to twelve thousand dollars too. There's a lot of Celtics fans. There's nine nine Jimmy fans. Butlers hidden in packs. So it must just be that that is the. The coincidental moment that's hidden. 
So, I mean, like I said, when it comes, presuming that the Dwayne Wade is needed for the next challenge, which I think is the LeBron, right? Like, I think. Yep. Um, what happens? I mean, that could be an incredibly rare LeBron. Yeah, I saw it. I mean, I guess if you're taking 21 off the market of the Dwayne Wade, it could be minted to less than 20 or 30. Do we think there's a chance that there's right. less than 10? I mean, I think it's, I think it's possible. I, if, if, if nearly half are just removed out of the equation because the packs don't get opened and then some of the people that are holding won't actually complete the challenge and some will, you know, try to sell, but you know, they'll list it for like a hundred thousand dollars or whatever. So there's some percentage that just kind of remain out there, but don't actually complete the challenge. I think it could be a really, really low mint. Now it could also drive people to rip those packs open and sell it. Right. Like... Definitely. <laughs> Steve, do you have any insight on this, on why the Dwayne Wade is so unopened? Well, it's it's tough because we don't know how many uh, packs are held by uh, people who haven't opened them yet, right? And how many packs are still owned by Topps or Dewey? Like, because um, when you look at the, the moment breakdown, right? It says like hidden in packs. Um, but I guess regardless, uh, the yeah the D Wade's an outlier like it doesn't most of the other moments they're similar and like um, how closely you know there's a similar amount of the unopened or opened or whatever um, but the D Wade is just so far out of that uh, range that like I've seen this a ton of times in you know the year and a half that I've been on Top Shot and the only thing I can really point to that makes any sense that seems to you know, solve the puzzle is that it's, in my opinion, uh, poor pack randomization, right? So however they're distributing the packs, it's not, it's in some weird, you know, predictable, sequential, possibly order where it's like pseudo randomized. Um, and you get things like this, where it's like this uneven distribution. Now, that's, this is something that is incredibly difficult to um, prove. <laughs> so because so, we don't have the full data. That's the why, that's why, because only Pop Shop right. really has that data. So I, we, we can't really prove that. It's all just anecdotal like evidence like this, right, where you have these crazy outliers that are like, wait a minute. How is it possible that there are so few like because – when you have a pack, you don't know there's a D-Wade in there. So you can't purpose purposefully keep it sealed. You can't purposefully keep a D-Wade sealed. That's not possible. So the only way this is possible is just bad randomization with packs. Now, I don't know how many they've um, kept themselves. Typically, they keep back like 10 or 15% of the total distribution of packs, right? So... Um, what there were 475 packs distributed and they they had 550 right so that's 75 that they kept behind i am guessing that of those 75 they kept behind there are quite a few d wades in those um which is just really screwed up and is kind of in my opinion would point to um again poor randomization of these packs now we won't know that until like uh, a while from now 
um, whether that's true. And again, it's just like me but, guessing. Go ahead. No, I was just, I was just. There's a couple of things, real quick, Stephen. I am sorry to interrupt you, but one is anecdotally, I've seen a similar phenomenon, maybe not to this extent, but like buying different packs and and having the wolf pack and Twitter. It seems like there are certain moments that become more frequently opened at a point in in the pack buying experience, either in like the beginning or the end or whatever. So I, I have experienced to some anecdotal level that that pack distribution question. But to the question about the potential challenge for the LeBron James, if this moment, if the Dwayne Wade is largely held by Top Shot, let's say, you know, nearly half of the moments are not out of the packs yet, and let's say that half of the packs are are held by Top Shot, like, that's a really interesting thing because it's going to arbitrarily make that LeBron James a more rare moment, you know, more rare than the legendary moment that it's going to be anyway, but... Um, whereas, you know, is it the, is it a, a D Rose that the first challenge is? I, I can't even remember. Well, you know what? The... I mean, just to jump in here, like, I think in this case, Top Shot really should have sold the other 75 packs, right? Yeah, you're right. Because they have to get I all really... of them. If they're going to, if they're going to do a challenge yeah. using 55, you know, a mint of 55, you got to get them all out there, right? I guess that's my you point. You got it. You got it. For and potentially I, 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 one of the most wanted moments yeah. of the year. And I'll, <laughs> you know? I'll, I'll go, I'll go one step further. Um, I think it's taken a while for it to become this obvious, but I really believe that if you have like a legendary pack, I don't think you should be able to keep that sealed because in this case, there are so many people who actually want to collect the moments and complete the challenge. You not opening a pack is like kind of sabotaging the collecting experience, but it's like to the benefit of the flippers and it's artificially pumping up the, you know, the price of moments that haven't been distributed as well. I don't like it as a collector because it makes it harder to collect the thing. And, um, and this is a great example of it. Like if it was, if there was an even distribution of every single moment, then like prices would be like a more fair, like the, obviously like a D way would still be the most expensive moment, but it wouldn't be a $20,000 moment. Right. 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 Um, and I don't, like, I, I there, still think is, this mechanic is broken. Is there any way to know? I mean, so follow my, follow my logic here and let me know where I'm off. But like for the folks that own certain legendary sets, didn't they get potent, didn't they get deck the hoop packs? Yeah. If you, if you owned a deck the hoop set, you got a deck the hoop pack. Now I so think it when could, I could, yeah. could those, could those packs that were given out have Dwayne Wade's and could the people Probably you know, but like I, I mean, I'm going to use Alexo's name, but yeah. this is no, no, nothing to do with him. Right. But just because right. it could be you, whoever owns those, that set, you could be sitting on a pack and, and it not really matter one way or the other, because, you know, your collection is what it is. And so then what, I mean, do you make them open the pack or how did, how do how would Top Shot well, do uh, that? I mean, uh, I mean, like when packs for first, like this is a again like a controversial subject but I, I was never 
a proponent of keeping PACs sealed. Because um, to me, it, it, it was basically just helps, uh, you know, flippers and, and rent seekers and whatever, because like, uh, fundamentally, I think like the, the, the collectibles inside, people should be, you know, collecting those and having fun with those. And so just going back, rewinding it a bit, but now we, we are where we're at and there's kind of no one doing that part of it. Um, but if this was really random, like w whether or not these packs were airdropped or whether they were purchased, there should be still like a normal distribution and this isn't right uh so something's a bit off and now it's, it's worth mentioning that i, I actually while i was talking a, a, a little a couple minutes ago I, I just realized that there were a few instances where i did document um some very very crazy pack distributions previously i want to say i did document and i did some submit like a a ticket to dapper for i think lace them up in series one because that distribution, like it was like, it was fucked. It was fucked. And no one, no one's, no one's ever mentioned it since. Uh, but like, I'll bring it up right now. <laughs> it was fucked up. Um, what they did, they sold this actually just, this, this feeds right into my, into my theory. Actually, this is why I believe what I believe is because the way they did lace them up was they sold, I can't remember how many they sold, but they, they sold lace them up in two waves, like drop one, drop two. Um, but they were all the same packs, that's exact same pack content. But what ended up happening was drop one, it had like only specific moments with specific cereals and drop two had like the opposite. And it was basically, it, that was impossible because it was all supposed to come from the same pool. So it basically proved that the shuffling process with with pack distribution was completely broken. and. This was in series one, I remember submitting the ticket. And again, because of how many people have joined since then and, and the, the, the increase in packs and whatever, it's, been, it's become harder to um, isolate these types of these problems. But in this case, because the pack number again is very small, this is very similar to a series one pack distribution. It again is easier to see these outliers. So I'm wondering now if this is a good example again of of like poor pack distribution and randomization. I believe it could be. Again, it's hard to prove this. Uh, I have to really dig into this and it's it takes a ton of time to be honest. Uh, again, that's just this is what I believe. Well you should you should have some time over the holidays, Steve. So I can't wait to see what you find out. <laughs> I know. I've got so many things to do. I don't want to like <laughs> pour my time into like some I'm weird obscure pack distribution randomization problem. Like that's what I'm only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. But you generally you do you do God's work for us here in the community. So um, it it is interesting, and and it's going to be interesting because I think at this point, with with the knowledge that we have, I think it absolutely impacts the LeBron mint, and I mean it it could make that LeBron the most rare LeBron on the platform right like i mean this literally could be yeah 10, I, I, 15, don't, I, don't, 20. I don't like it i don't i don't like that to be honest because like in series one they were really adamant about minimum possible uh, uh sets that can be completed and they threw those away like i i i didn't like a part of me didn't like that minimum number of sets uh completed 
And so actually, I pushed for them to eliminate it. And in series two, they did, right? Which is why in series two, you have like MGLEs like Christian Wood that are rarer than even series one MGLEs because in series one, like you might've only had, um, it's a good example. I think John Collins in series one was minted to like 80. There were only like 80 people who actually finished the challenge. Well, wasn't like, there a like, Christian Wood or something that was a challenge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, That's the series two. But like in series oh, okay. one, right. Collins, like there were like 80 people who finished the challenge. But because Dapper at the time had minimum number of completions as like a, that was one of the rules, they actually minted something like 70 extra rewards what? that were unearned. Unearned. 70 extras. And they still reside in like the Top Shot account. Now you have to understand how much this pissed me off and everyone else who participated in the challenges because they were unearned rewards and they still are. Um, so imagine if they did that today. So it's when the, in series two, when they stopped doing that, you had an example like Christian Wood. I think Christian Wood series two MGLE is minted like 77 or something like that. I so think it's it is, the, yeah. Yeah, it's about the same as the John Collins, but in this case, they didn't mint to 150. So there, there aren't 80 extra mints floating around. So like that's this is something that's frustrated me about series one because of these stupid rules. And they, honestly, they should just burn those unearned rewards because it's the like antithesis of the platform. Like rewards should be earned. And they just basically printed, you know, a ton of extras, which is completely unfair to anyone who earned them. But uh, so for series three now with this LeBron going back, sorry. This is my long-winded uh, thing. No, here, you're but, fine. You're uh, fine. No, this LeBron deck the hoops thing. Like, um, they were so adamant about this minimum completions in series one that, like, there were a couple examples. Like Chris Paul, for instance, and Paul George, like, hollow rewards in series one. There were only, like, 18 people who finished those rewards. But they minted, like, five or six extras or seven extras hollows right chris paul hollows um that are unearned and like now for them to allow like this crazy rare uh lebron uh you know reward to exist because they didn't add they, they haven't distributed most of the like not they most of the packs haven't but like they still they still have withheld 75 packs it's just it's it's just so weird for me to see it, it's hard for me to reconcile those two different um uh mechanics like they're complete opposites right but like not right. in a good way like i feel like there's that's they're they're both poor <laughs> the, yeah the, the solution should be somewhere in the middle um but they went to, they went to the two extremes which i don't like um, so do you do you know and this may be a stupid question but i don't know the technology that well i know that like i can't see what's in my pack but can top shot see like when, when they're holding those packs can they see if there's an absurd percentage of Dwayne Wade's in yes, the packs yes, that they own yes yes they they could tell you so if let's let's just say hypothetically you know they kept back whatever it was 70 75 packs whatever and let's say that there's a huge majority of those that are the Dwayne Wade's and that is going to obviously impact the LeBron challenge, assuming that Wade is a part of the LeBron challenge, but I think that that's a fair assumption. What would you like to see them do to distribute? Like in your world, would like to, what would be well, the best I mean, way to distribute those? 
sell them. Basically, do like the exact <laughs> thing and be like, we're selling 75 more. Like, I don't understand. There was a point in time where like withholding packs made some sense. Like, even now when we do these flash challenges, hey, they're super cool, right? Who doesn't like a flash challenge and you get to earn like a pack? You get to earn like a an archive set pack or a series two base set. The reason why we're able to get those is because they withheld them. Right. 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 They withheld like 15% of every single drop um, for quote unquote, like future giveaways and promotional purposes or whatever. Right. My question is, do they have to withhold 75 deck the hoop legendary packs right now um, when they know like uh, that they themselves probably own like this bottleneck moment, right? Where it's like this crazy weird distribution, again, that points to um, probably like a pack randomization uh, <laughs> problem. Um, right. I'm just confused why they wouldn't want to. Now we've, we've no. encountered, we, and I mean this literally like you and I and a couple of other wolves have encountered some pack purchasing issues and randomization issues and queue yeah. number issues and all of that it is is all of that run by a third party um do you, different do you know run, different run different parts are run by third party like i know yeah the issue that you ran into before which was like just the oddest issue and you know you and i both know that when we did escalate it and we did escalate it um it didn't really go anywhere. So right. it's not no, super, nobody it's seemed not to care. Super, <laughs> no, it's not super reassuring because you know, you and I both know that that problem never got resolved. So it could still linger and will likely appear again at some point. And it will like it will frustrate a lot of people if it doesn't happen again. And so that's one example of something kind of going wrong. And I don't want to speak too much about that problem, but basically it was a big problem. Right. Um, right. And so uh uh, but that that was a third party, you know. The the Q system is third party, um, so but but how they inter or how they integrate with that 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 could still be their problem as well, right? So you can't blame everything on the third party. It could have been top shot implementation of that. Sure, um, but do but, does yeah. the third party just do the Q system? Does top is is it top shot or is it a third party that runs whatever algorithm is run to distribute? The moments in the packs. That's top shot. One hundred percent top shot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and there's again, it, it's that's a little bit of like a black box situation. We don't really know. There's some stuff that's done on chain, some stuff that's done off chain. The whole randomization part and whatever, like I would love to see that on chain at some point, so it's provable that oh yeah, these moments were shuffled in a certain way and like you know here's the here's the randomization algorithm they used here's the here's the seed they used to like randomize the actual order of the serials and moments and what i would like to be able to reproduce that just as anyone should be able to i mean like uh i'm just really surprised they haven't built that part out but right now let me just just to kind of reassure people that um the process is uh it works as expected like don't get me wrong i trust what they're doing is like I, I trust that they think it is fair and they think it's randomized and whatever adequately, but just because they think it's true doesn't mean it is. They're like, even right. like there are bugs in randomizers all the time that pop up. Like for all we know, 
um, you know, there, there are certain bugs that can appear even if you think something is random. Um, and it's hard to prove them, you know, with certainty. And again, we don't have all the information on our side, but they have more on their side. Uh, was I don't it? Know. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Sorry, just to jump button. in, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah, jump in. Yeah. Wasn't there a wasn't that an issue when the Donovan Mitchell throw the throw downs reward was given that um yeah, yes. Sure yes and no. Yes and no, it was. Yeah, so um, I know you're gonna so it, it wasn't it was an on chain. It wasn't really an on chain distribution, right? It was off chain and someone just messed up the distribution wherein whoever gets the packs first for the Mitchell throwdown moment was gonna get the lower serial number, right? Yeah, that was the only instance I can think of where like that particular um, randomization bug happened, right? And that one was they somehow, okay, so the, it was kind of like this legacy bug that appeared. So back in the day when you first registered for a Top Shot account, you could use uh, like an email address and you didn't need, you didn't need like a Google sign in. You didn't need, you didn't need any of that. So um, like when I signed up, I had, I used my own email address. So I didn't, I had like this legacy login. Um, and then they started migrating, I think everyone to Google and like OAuth. And so what ended up happening for this, for the Donovan Mitchell was someone um, took all of the users who had the old login system, shuffled those, and then took all the users with the uh, OAuth authorization system, shuffled those, and then put them together. And then that was the final distribution list. Well, that's not good. <laughs> like, they should have taken everyone together and shuffled them. Um, I mean, like the community as a whole, like major credit on, on like everyone's part because that was caught very quickly. Um, and Topshop made that good. Like that was a huge, uh, you know, like they, they were quick to admit that, yeah, they screwed up. And I think they gave everyone like, uh, what, like $200? All-Star all pack. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I did like four challenges and then their requirement was you need to have a rare Donovan Mitchell. I'm like, dude, I started in Feb and I don't have enough funds to fucking buy a Mitchell rare. But I did like buy 40 throwdowns, did four challenges, and then you end up doing showcase challenge wherein I need to get a Mitchell and then you screw up the the distribution and then reward those who um, joined it. But well, and anyway, all things done and still it was I a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. That was really the turning point for me that I did sell almost all of my moments except for the Diallo. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, Diallo! Do you have to throw down Diallo, Kevin? Yep. Uh, I really just have four more throwdowns and I'm completing the throwdown set. Cause oh, I think, man. Because when I, I was analyzing the... Because you guys remember when the initial requirements were just number of moments and then they switched to a collector score. And when I analyzed things, 
uh, it was the throwdowns being what people think is the shittiest uh, negative EV uh, set. I found the opportunity to buy at least 20 uh, throwdown moments wherein they haven't been used for the challenge yet. So I invested early on to the challenge. And then the reason why I was so mad pissed was because I invested early and now I need to have a Donovan Mitchell. But all things considered, Diallo is now mooning and I'm positive with my account. Wolf, so, Wolf, yeah. Wolf yep. can, you, can you link... Uh, in the story, in this, yeah, the story in this yeah. in this chat, Kevin, you got to check out like the, the whole idea, the whole premise behind the wolf pack hinges yep. on I... the throwdown set and specifically the Diallo uh, reward. Yeah, man, I already looked into it with the wolf pack when I think I don't remember who was the one tweeted when he tweeted his throwdown set, but. Yeah, that's what's been pushing me to complete the throwdown set. Aside from the, we got I did I do have to give Top Shot credit with the airdrops for S three when you complete the set for it, it itself. I see. I see. We have Luke. We have El Dumbo joining us. So don't give Top Shot any credit, please. Yeah, we can't, we can't do that. <laughs> I did any subject credit directly to me. If, it's nothing to do with me. I'll take all credit. <laughs> if you want to catch up to where we're at, Dumbo, uh, we've been talking about the Dwayne Wade moment that just came out with Deck the Hoops and how there is a disproportionate amount of them held compared to all the other amounts. And this moment, this Dwayne Wade moment, will be in the LeBron challenge and uh, just the sort of community reaction to that and potential distribution issues. Now you're caught up. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those spots, right? Like, it's it's interesting. Um, is it a bad thing? I think it depends who you ask, right? Is it a problem? Again, it depends who you ask. I think this is kind of like the the nature of the game, almost the nature of the beast. Uh, it's interesting, for sure. I'm curious to see what will happen, to be honest. Like, is it that people are just holding these packs? Is it that... They're not far of what's been distributed. I don't know. Um, but yeah, It seems like if you look at the moments from what's held in packs, still it would be pretty close to the 75 packs that Top Shot has. So chances are, I think Steve's right, that they're probably not released. I was just kind of trying to work the numbers behind yeah, here while I we're think, talking. I, exactly. I would like to find out the final number, but I, my, I suspect most of those packs are held by Top Shot. And I would love to see them try to sell them or whatever, because it seems a little ridiculous that they hold so many of this bottleneck moment now where, you know, it's going to be hard to complete this, this challenge. And it's like, okay, well, you know, like it doesn't make sense basically. And I think it also points to a possible poor pack randomization or shuffling. Uh, because if Top Shot does in fact own 30 of these wades, like <laughs> that's, that just looks bad for the shuffling. I'm, I'm just going to say it. it looks really bad for the shuffling. So uh, sure. we'll know in time. Um, 
Luke, but, as know. a as a poker player, you know how important the shuffle is. Yeah, I mean, I so so Steve like so Steve said two things there, and I'm just going to split them because the first thing was you know what will Top Shot do with left of crack. I'm not going to comment on that. I think that's more than fair for me to just avoid that um, because I don't want to drop any sort of hint, alpha, anything like that. So I'm just going to no comment on that part um, because, like as we say, we we set aside packs aside for certain reasons. Um, for those who aren't aware, that's like for future promotions, future giveaways, future support issues, etc. It kind of falls into that bucket. Um, so, you know, like in terms of say like support issues, it's possible someone might have been in the queue, they had an issue that wasn't their fault when it came to purchasing, and then we would be like, okay, we'll give you another chance to buy a pack. We do that on every drop. So there might still be some that can be bought, for example. I honestly can't tell you if that is the case or not because I'm not on the support team working on the what we call the reservation links being sent out, etc. Uh, I mean, I could find out, but come on, it's Christmas Eve. Like, don't make me go do work right now. Now to the we won't. Part. We won't. Sorry. <laughs> to, to the second part, to Steve's question, uh, to Steve's point about the random shuffle, it might look that way, but like the, we're really confident the shuffle is random, and inevitably you shuffle random x amount of times. Sooner or later, you're gonna have a situation where it's like, oh, is this random? Yes, or not? And no. yes, yes, Luke, Luke, yes, and no. The thing about this is like it's really hard to isolate this, and this might be a really good example of an easy way to isolate it because the packs in this drop are so far less than like a normal pack drop. Um, like it's just it's such a weird outlier that I don't believe that this is even like I I would love to see if this was like statistically even possible to have this many um if this was truly randomized because I want to believe it's all random too and I for the most part I think it is random but I I think there is a problem in being too confident that it is perfectly random um like it's 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 a it's a flaw to be too confident in anything to be honest, and I I just hope that there is someone being like, hmm, is it possible something is a little off, right? Because uh, like it just seems a, a little off to me, and I've seen weird distributions before with previous drops. I was mentioning a, a series one example, lace them up. Like I submitted a ticket for it in series one, where it was kind of a similar issue to be honest with you. Um, where I figured out like that there were two drops and the two drops just weren't shuffled. They weren't shuffled well. And it wasn't ever, it was never brought up since no one's talked about it, but it would just be reassuring if like, you know, the, 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 these types of things are like, you know, I don't know. I uh, Let me, let me jump in. Yeah. Like, okay. So maybe I'm being too candid in my response, but like, yeah, like, you know, we don't, we don't see these tweaks ignore them. Like very much is the job that me and Mo and others do on the community team of being like, well, this isn't our area. Let's share it with the right people and make sure they see it. Um, and that did happen. Pretty much always does happen. Like obviously when you're talking about a tick of series one, you know it's before my time, but you know if you were to send that to me, uh, DM me that, or you know if you were to tweet about it and then someone showed me that tweet or I saw it, like it gets passed on. Like so my candidness only comes from the fact that it has been passed on um, and it's been given to the people who would check and there's been no reason for us to have concerns over it after that. But I hear your point still. That's not enough. I'm just saying that now. Like, it's very, it's a very vague answer from me to just say that. I'll see if we can maybe address it in, a, in more of a direct manner because this isn't the first time that people have wondered about what is random on top, right? Where is the randomization? And I think 
we are confident because we do thoroughly audit it. So when these things come up and people are like, is it random or not? We do go and audit it to confirm. And there's been no reason for us to have concerns from that. I think a good way to test, and like, the team could do this independently. They don't have to release the results or whatever. But even if the team ran the same randomization like 10 times, hypothetically, like how many of those 10 times would, would result in like this weird outlier because something tells me it would happen more often than you think. And that's my point is how often do you back test like the randomization? Um, it, like if it were to be re-rolled, so to speak, right? Uh, because I something tells me that it probably happens more than you think. And um, yeah, I don't know. Again, I, I would love for all this to be on chain so that we could all like just prove that it's random. Um, but yeah. until then, we have to basically take everyone's word for it that it's, it's shuffled correctly and, you know, it works. If so, they release them all on Christmas Day for sale or giveaways, would that be a good concession? Maybe that's something that's happening with the 75 packs. That's just what I've been like, thinking about as we sit I here. Like, I feel like even if we do that, it didn't address the, the root of Steve. Like, that's the, that's the part right. one of what Steve's talking right. about. Sure, like, sure. And that's the part I don't, I definitely don't want to switch on anything like that. Just like, I mean, you guys talk about it, but in terms of, the, the randomization. I think it's like really fair point, Steve. Again, um, it makes me think, and I don't know how accurate it is, but I'm not a statistician. But do you remember when I think it was like Spotify or Apple had to change their random shuffle because everyone felt like the, the random shuffle wasn't random because our, our expectation of random and like what music was coming on, like people would hear the same song more often they would expect on a random shuffle. So rather than being truly random, they had to adjust it, you know. Now, obviously, we're not doing that, we are just doing truly random, but I feel like, uh, Maybe not this in this instance, but in general, when people hear random, they assume things like this can never happen. But like when you said, is it statistically possible? And I don't see why it wouldn't be because they, we've, one, we're not looking at complete information. We're looking at what people are assuming are left in packs. And two, like I don't understand why that wouldn't be possible from pure random. Like it's very, it seems very unlikely, but it doesn't seem impossible. Um, I, I can pass on to the team that we should, we can continue to reiterate and test. Uh, but like. It's not the sort of thing we would hide from if we felt like that it needs to be addressed, as we've done in the past. We've, sure. We're not afraid to accept and admit our mistakes, you know. And I don't I'm saying that confidently. Yeah, no, I, and I appreciate that. I don't think that it is. I think it's possible, right? Because when you're when you're doing anything randomly, most anything is possible. It's a matter of probability. And the the Wade moment, there are 21 out of 55 still held in packs. And whether those packs are with Top Shot or with collectors that just didn't rip, who I, there's no way for us to know that, I don't think. The next closest moment out of the Deck the Hoops is 10. So uh, we just got a message from one of the folks in this um, in this chat. But so, like, you know, you go from 10 to over double that. It's just a really weird phenomenon. I don't think it's impossible because to your point, Luke, like when you're dealing with statistics, anything is possible. It's a matter of probability. Um, and if this is an outlier, it's an outlier. And that's just kind of the way it goes. It's it's hard to know, I guess, in terms of like a, a bigger picture because most of the pack drops have more packs in them and there's more moments in them. And so it's harder to determine those anomalies. This is such a small mint and such a small pack drop. It's easier to zoom in and sort of identify some of those anomalies. Uh, but it's, it's definitely an anomaly. I mean, there are more than half of the next closest moment that's still held in packs. Where those packs are, who has them, 
I don't think we can know, right? I mean, there's there's no way to know if it's top shot or if it's collectors that just haven't ripped the packs. And and that parlaying that it's going to come in for this LeBron James challenge, the most popular moment of the year. Not that right. I think there's any wrongdoing or anything. It just kind of uh, magnifies the the impact of this 21 held moments. Yeah, I don't. I mean, please do jump at me if this is wrong. I don't, and I I feel like Steve at least I can say this too, and I think others that have spoke. I don't feel like anyone here thinks that we we would do this intentionally at least because no, 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 no way. I just want, yeah. I want to like I I know for a fact Dapper believes it's random. Like I believe it's it's random. I'm just saying it's it's always possible that there is like a um just some something that you unex that's unexpected that's a bug in somewhere right and um not to be too comfortable with anything um but yeah again just <laughs> fundamentally I believe everyone on the on the Dapper team when they say they think it's random because I I have every reason to believe that um. Just, I guess, don't be too, uh, don't be too comfortable with, with, if it works, like maybe something, there's an undocumented error, whatever, who knows. Um, but on that note, I have to bounce. So I know it's kind of like a weird time to bounce, but uh, it was great talking with everyone and Merry Steve, Christmas. Way to, yeah. way to jump in, way to, way to drop all this, like, you know, dappers screwing up. <laughs> they're not, they're not doing things correctly. Lava. <laughs> and then take off. I love it. <laughs> Uh, no, they're good. Dapper, Dapper's great. Like, and then he leaves. That's go wild. <laughs> Dapper's are good. You, are you leaving, Steve? Yeah, I, I don't have to bounce up for real. But you guys, you guys are awesome. Luke, you're awesome. Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk soon. Yeah, Merry yeah, Christmas, Steve. Christmas, Steve. Have a great holiday, Steve. Stay well. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So, does anybody else want to throw Luke under the the flaming hot coals at this point? We're we got the we're... coals out. We got the coals out. Let's make them walk them. Luke, how was your day? You've been uh, you've been behind a lot of these mystery packs, these flow packs. Your day must have been crazy so far, huh? Uh, yeah. So I'm trying to make food as we're talking because like I'm restocked. Yeah, it's been a pretty wild day. Uh, gave out a bunch of packs, over a thousand packs. Full a thousand of packs. Yeah, you know what? There's like still five, I think. There's still like a few legendary top shot moments and a few hundred ballers uh, in these packs. So they're pretty decent. Like if you're not, if you're on Twitter right now and you've not been entering these giveaways, I would recommend it. Um, I tweeted out like a bunch of them. So you can just go to my profile and just scroll down and get involved. They're, they're all fairly simple, like just retweet, follow sort of thing. Um, and yeah, I would recommend it. Pretty, pretty good EV for a free pack, to be honest. Uh, and you might get some NFTs you never heard of, but that's also kind of cool. And who knows where the uh, where their projects might be in a few months' time as well. It's a yeah. cool way to explore new NFTs for sure. And every time I've I've got a couple packs, and I spend a long time just looking into the projects and going, "Oh wow, never heard of this Matrix world," and kind of reading all about it, all that stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. You never heard of Matrix world, mate. You're not gonna make it, boy. That's awesome. <laughs> Wolf's not gonna make it anyway. He, I, he, I am he, not gonna he make it. I he's, am not gonna he, make it. He stole just tell some him. flow. He stole some him. flow from himself today. It was it was beautiful. <laughs> Wait, what did he do? I okay. So I went to go buy a flow guitar pack, and I was surprised that my account was at zero. 
And then I looked at my account and I saw a withdrawal and I and I posted in the chat group of the Wolfpack, I've been hacked. And I went deep into searching this out and I was convinced for an hour I was hacked. And then I realized it had auto staked my balance with my other balance and I was not hacked. I, I just was dumb. You hacked yourself, dude. I That's hacked cool. myself, but That's I rode cool. a roller coaster. I was mad. Mark was putting on boxing gloves. He was ready to kill someone. And uh, yeah, I was tracing it back to it must have been this message I got from this guy on Discord and all this stuff. So yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah not going to make it. Just check the blockchain straight away. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice reminder for everyone listening. You're still early. Have you ever doubted if you're still early in crypto? This right here is pretty. <laughs> We're going to make it. You guys are going to make it at least. So, and, and I was I was thinking as we were talking about these flow packs, um, I was fortunate enough to get a pack a while back and I received a. I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to remember the name. Is it phase? It's a cricket. It's a cricket thing, right? And cricket. Ooh, I is, got one of those too. Yeah, it's one of the largest sports in the world. Um, it just happens to not be very popular here in in the United States, but worldwide, it's it's like a I don't know top five uh, sport. Um, and I was starting to get emails today of other of like cricket people who are releasing their very own unique nfts through this phase um you know company or whatever so uh you you never know what you're going to get in these flow packs and i would recommend to everybody who's here in the spaces and everybody who listens on spotify or, or apple later um enter into these things man try and get some packs and just collect some stuff and see what happens you just never know TJ, do you have something you want to say? Yeah, I'm just uh, wondering if you guys had maybe any advice on how to, you know, build, um, collect, or score up to even be available to, you know, have a opportunity to even get lucky and get in the queue to get some of the packs for someone that started, you know, season two. What's your What's your favorite team, TJ? Um, to be honest with you, whoever I got my money on that night. <laughs> that's fair that's fair the the one of the quickest ways to build collector score is to complete a team set and then start collecting playoff moments uh, from that team so if if the team that you like and the team that you want to get um was in the playoffs last year the, the the season two playoff set is a great way to build collector score otherwise i think you know the most efficient cost-effective way is season two commons and you, you need to get your complete team set. And then, um, the WNBA you know, set as well. WNBA moments, TJ are worth 20 each. Yeah. And yeah. if you complete the set at 50, I think it's 52 or something or 54, you get double the points on that. So it's a huge collector score bump. If you can grind away at that WNBA set. I'm I'm close to finishing it, uh, finishing out. You know, I got that last bottleneck one that's around Christmas time, hard to get. And my main question: I have a um, the season two Paul Pierce um, run it back. Would any would you suggest selling that to get the funds liquidated to be able to 
finish out the I only like like maybe seven or eight moments. I think if collector score is your game, that might be a good move because Paul Pierce running backs only what mark eighty points. I think it's eighty, yeah. So yes, if you're not attached to it, it might be worth doing to sell for smaller moments that are worth much more collector score. Well, you know, just the main thing is just being able to you know participate in and have a chance to get the queue because I've you know missed out on many queues that we was available for, but you know it's just. It's hard. It's sure hard to get their season three. <laughs> yes, it's going to be. I mean, unless you're buying legendary moments, it's it's pretty tough in season three to get there. But uh, focus on season two. Focus on sets that that make sense. Um, the WNBA set has has a good collector score, uh, as Wolf said. And if you have a team. You know, you can focus on the team. You may even be able to focus on the team and get on a leaderboard that may in the future give you stuff. Could be merchandise, potentially, you know, who knows. Um, there's a lot of different ways. One of the beautiful things about the Top Shop platform is that there's a number of different ways to collect. And if collector score is your game, um, then you can focus on that. If you've got a favorite team, a favorite player, you can focus on those things too. So, um, like I said, my main, main thing is just trying to get the score up, you know, to be able to participate and be able to buy, you know, yeah. you want to get in the bigger packs. Yeah. Better, better yeah. To have a chance, you know, just to even get in the queue. So, you know, that, um, what is it? Wilson, I believe is the Todd is the lad is the big money. Um, Aja, yeah. run it back. And, um, um, I got like got to get her. So y'all would say recommend uh, selling to Paul Pierce running back season two to to be able to you, finish out that. You will get so much collector score by finishing that WNBA set. You'll uh, get a couple. Th I think you'll get a couple thousand. It was just one of them that I got in a pack rip, and I that, you know just I was like I ain't gonna never get rid of it. I got lucky and got it in a pack rip, but you know I think now might be the time. Yeah. yeah. Around Christmas time, I'm actually doing this for my granddaughter. I, you know, not really looking to sell anything and have something for her in the next, you know, seven or eight years. Maybe something take off and I can have her some money to go to school with, man. That's I love awesome. That. Yeah, but that's I, awesome. I, I appreciate you guys and, you know, I love listening to all your ideas. And this ain't not going to take up much more of your time. And like to wish everybody, you know, Merry Christmas, be safe, and, you know, have a happy holidays. Yeah, thanks, TJ. We appreciate you, too. Same to you, man. Absolutely. And let us know how it goes. Let us know if you're able to flip that Paul Pierce into a into an Aja Wilson. And if you get your collector score up, let us know, man. We'd love to hear it. Right. Um, uh, yeah, if you, if you want to take a look at it, um, uh, my name on there is uh, Big, uh, Big Bad Cat Dog. Big Bad Cat Dog. I love it. Uh, TJ, another thing you can do is if you go to a third, we've got this third, we have a few third party sites. If you go to otmnft.com, they've got like, you go on their site, it's quite easy to navigate, but they've got like a collector score calculator. Now it's third party, it's not from Topshop, but it's pretty cool. You can basically put in your username, you might have to like register and sign in, and then it can show you that you, you write the target collector score you want, and it will show you the best way to get there for you, the dollar spent, um, which is a pretty cool tool. All right, could you say that name one more time, please? I'm own right. the yeah. moment. Google so own the moment. moment. I got, got you, got you. I heard yeah. Okay. yeah. The website is otmnft.com, but you can just Google own right. the moment. If you can't find it, just DM me, and I'll help you out with it. All right. It's very handy. It'll also tell you which 
team in S2 will be the cheapest for you to complete. So it'll it'll tell you if you have, you know, eight of the 13 nuggets you need, you can go in there and check it out and see exactly how much it'll cost you to complete that team set and how much collector score you'll get. All right. I appreciate you guys. Like I said, yeah. I appreciate you guys doing and, you know, everybody yeah, be thanks, safe, Sage. man. Yeah, Enjoy you too. Time. Good luck. Yeah, awesome. Good luck. All right. Bye-bye. Luke, does that make you happy when you hear people talking about investing in Top Shot now for seven years? Like, I think that's amazing. And like part of why we're all here in this space, despite me, who's not going to make it. Um, I think TJ is going to make it. Just don't He's hack like, yourself. You're all right, Wolf. Yeah, just don't hack yourself. I, I like that, you know, uh, you know what I like is that I think this became really apparent in the WNBA when we released that. Because people would, you know, because primarily the space is uh, there's a lot of males of like maybe 25 to 45, let's say, right? And like uh, when we released the WNBA, we saw a lot of people be like, oh, this is awesome. I can't wait to give these moments to my daughter. And it was like, that was what I loved in particular, not just the collecting to pass it on, but to be able to share a hobby with someone like, you know, for a father to share a hobby of basketball with their daughter, because it's not just that in seven, eight, ten years, they think Top Shot's going to be doing well and thrive and they can pass it on. It's because they also think the WNBA will be. Like, it's easy, it's easy to collect a LeBron moment to give to someone in 10, 20 years' time, but it's, it feels like, collecting WNBA moments wouldn't be a thing on like five, 10 years ago. If we had WNBA moments five, 10 years ago, maybe it wouldn't have been so secure. And it shows that like people see the future in both Top Shot and the WNBA, which I think is awesome. Um, but yeah, in general, it's really cool to see people passing on for their kids. I mean, I think that's what we do as collectors, right? Like everything that I have in my life is a collection where I'm either planning to sell it soon or hold it for a long time and maybe hold it till I pass away and give it to little baby Lukes out there, you know, like, that seems like quite a natural thing. I think it's just awesome to see Top Shot still has that aspect of, you know, passing it on. And I think I can imagine a world in the future where that's a feature on Top Shot. Like, I'm not saying this will happen, but it'd be pretty dope to have like a, you can just decide who gets this collection one day. You can just assign this collection, you know, on X date, this, this collection goes to Y person. Like, I don't know why we wouldn't do that. Like, if not Top Shot, maybe a third party does it, right? Where you're basically like staking your moments to just automatically be transferred to a certain wallet. And you could be like, all right, when my kid turns 21, I'm going to send them my LeBron Series 1. Now, that'd be pretty cool. It's really cool. Yeah, I'll tell you another thing that'd be cool is if we had a marketplace pawn shop. What, what do you mean by that, TJ? What do you mean by marketplace pawn shop? Well, you know, sort of like I was saying, I didn't want to really want to get rid of my, you know, my run it back, Paul Pierce. If I could put it up and 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 borrow the money to get the the um, moment that I want, and then when I pay it off, I get both of them back. If you don't pay it off in a certain time, you know, whoever staked it or whatever gets both the moments. So that would be like sort of st some some version of staking. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, just you're just the idea, you know, thinking outside of the box every now and again. I don't, I yeah. don't think it's a wild idea at all. I think we will see it. If you look at what uh, Michael Levy is doing with Floaty, for example, it takes this, uh, that's F-L-O-W-T-Y. It takes that concept of sort of loaning NFTs out, loaning NFTs on Float out. I mean, it's still kind of early days, but you can see that, especially when Topshop moments can be taken off off uh, off from the Topshop site and into other wallets. Like, we can do that with legendary moments. Like, there's nothing right now stopping you from taking a legendary moment off of Topshop 
and finding someone and being like, I'll give you this for X amount of money and then in a few weeks' time, I'll give you it back. Now, I wouldn't recommend just doing that with someone you don't know because that's a little bit sketchy, but you can see a world where people start building these tools to do it for you um, as we move and develop into having rare and common and fandom moments being able to go uh, to non-custodial wallets as well. So I, I think it will happen. I don't think I don't know or think it will happen on Topshop sites directly, but I can see it happening in general in the space for sure. Yeah, that was going to be my question, Luke, was... I mean, I, I can I agree with you. I can see it happening, but it probably is not happening through Top Shot. It's probably some third party or some some mediator, right? That would that would do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah. think y'all, you guys ever think they'll even they'll even do any financing on something if you bought if you had something and they would put it up like a I don't know like an old school layaway just. Just a thought, you know, down in the future, have you seen a moment that you really wanted, but you couldn't afford to buy it all at one time? Or would that just be something you'd need to save on your own and wait to pop on it when you got enough funds? Again, I could see third parties doing that, right? Like fractional ownership. So you can buy 20% at this moment. You can buy 10% at this moment. And, you know, they, they own the moment. You can buy X percent. Others can buy another percent of it. And over time, you can try and buy it all off them or you can just hold a percent of it. I, I think it's a matter of when, not if. Uh, that happens in the third-party ecosystem. I don't think it makes much sense for us to do it on Topshop directly because, like, it adds a lot of complications to the marketplace. So when you think about, like, a new collector joining the ecosystem and seeing all these different ways to pay and buy moments, it's going to be a little bit intense. But I think it'll be awesome when third parties start doing it. And I, I'm super confident and bullish. Like, look at, like, Live Token built an auction feature. You know, we just talked about own the moments, collect score feature. Moment ranks have a fantasy play. Like, the amount of awesome tools that are already out there yeah, it's just a matter of when, that's all. And I think a large part of that is non-custodial wallets being more widely available for all moments. Well, I believe you guys have got me talked into it. I'm going to go on and list it and, and go, on, go on and finish out my set, like I said. And, you know, like I said one time, I appreciate you guys. Yeah, you thanks got, again, TJ. TJ, just, just real quick, man, this is uh, – I. I would do that, but I want to make sure we we clarify and, and condition all of our this comments. This is a hundred percent financial advice. <laughs> <laughs> we only give financial advice, <laughs> and well, we are terrible. We're terrible. <laughs> yeah, we're terrible at the financial advice, but that's all we give. <laughs> the guy who hacked himself today is giving <laughs> financial advice. I, I'll fit in perfect then. <laughs> awesome. I need, I may, matter of fact, I need to look. I might even already have a member's card. I love it. I love it. Hey, Wolf, I can't. I see we've got Spine Charmer with the request to speak. I can't approve him for some reason. Uh, you... We're just going to have to boot somebody. Um, sorry, Davey3. I'll add you back up in a bit here. I'm going to just remove you so we can uh, add one other guy here. Sorry. Thanks, Wolf. I, I appreciate you. And. Should be good to go here. We have not Kawhi's burner. What's going on, J Dad? No. J Dad finished second place in our manic wolf den uh, Discord Christmas party that we had last night. I'd love, I'd love to hear what you thought of that, J Dad, yeah. because from that, it was crazy, right? It was wild. Yo, and I came second, but like a far second from what's his cat who killed it. Right, BMAC. BMAC was on it. <laughs> Halfway through, I just started trolling like like ninety five percent of the guys that were in there too. So I just loved it. No, it's a good group of guys in there, right? So 
I yeah, said, to, yeah, it was hilarious. It was honestly, I didn't know how that would work when we got, you know, I don't know, what was there, 50 or 60 of us in this Discord to try to do a trivia game, and it ended up being actually, like, really fun and really amazing. <laughs> yeah, I had, a, I, I had a ton of fun, and I had to bounce a couple of different times when my kids were, were being wild, but, like, I had a ton of fun. It was great interaction. It was really funny. We had, the trivia was, like, wild. There were gifts flying. We had spork memes. It was it was phenomenal. I loved Dumb it. We got to do it more often. Yeah, we do. We missed you, Dumbo. We actually, like, I might not, I'm not going to make it in some areas, but I think we designed a fun way to play some Discord games with people and really, I don't know, really take this Top Shot community thing to the next level. Like, it was actually amazing. We were all really connecting with a bunch of people you never met in real life over Discord. It was It was hilarious. No, I love hearing that, and I feel like, um, oops, shit, sorry, I dropped my pan. Um, I feel like it was, it's kind of what's so great about these smaller communities that form. You know, we have the Wolfpack, you have Huston Showroom, you have uh, the Cool Cats original one, you have, uh, I can't remember all the other ones, but there's like a bunch of them, and they're all starting to do the same thing. It's like they come in a really close-knit community of like friends, and it's awesome to see. And the silly games on Discord make you suddenly realize, like, yeah, I like hanging out with these people, and we've never even met especially as we see potentially another like quarantine from COVID coming on. It's really nice knowing that you have like an online community uh, to just hang out with and chat shit with, to be honest, you know? And we found out that Joey Hammer, who's in the chat here, who is a legend actually, gave me a rare moment today because he's just such a nice guy, as did Benjamin yesterday. The Wolfpack's been so generous. Bro, why are they giving um, him a moment? All right, everyone's giving I don't know. Him, everyone's giving Mark a moment. Just stop. Never gift him a moment again. Instead, gift it to me. No, you gotta right, give me those bobas, baby. Just send it to the locker room. Don't send it to Mark. All right? Yeah. Playing you. Whatever he says to you, he's not gonna give you. You I can't. Know. You can't take my bobons from me. Come on. Yeah, Mark cut the bobons. Joey hooked me up, but Joey tickled the bot. So Joey has set the live token bot off we found last night through our trivia thing thirty-eight times. Now I just thought that was. I know thirty-eight times. Does live token have a record? Did you get that from LT or did you count I had to manually count it on his live token account. It's a little creepy, but that's life, I guess, right? I'm like live token and see if we can get like a top record of like who's hit the bot. That'd be pretty cool. That would be very cool. Well, and so the game we played, Dumbo, if uh, you're talking to Live Token, we did a lot of having all the users on Live Token, and then we asked them questions about different people in the Wolfpack's accounts. So we would say, like, what's the biggest loss that Dave ever had, you know, in a sale? Or what's this, how many Rubios does Spork own? And all sorts of things like that. So it was a really fun way to not only have trivia, but we all got to like learn how to use live token even better than maybe we did. I bet you a few people there really got versed with it. So it was, it was quite fun. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Did you have a uh, bonfire involved then? No, we didn't. Huh? I yeah. yeah, we did it without him. We just went on our own. We messaged him, but uh, he was probably busy setting up all his million projects and uh, whatever I he's think, got on the go. I think he was baking pies actually, right? Yes, was he that? was. Man, I keep I keep bonfire so busy. I'm like, all right, let's do a top shot thing, and I'm like, all right, let's start an NFT project. All right, let's do this. Like, he, I think like Token hates me a little bit. Like, he won't ever admit it, but I keep him busy. So, can you take a second, Luke, and maybe talk to us about Pyland? Yeah, if people want to hear it. Um, well, I want to hear it, and I'm the only one that matters. So, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, so for everyone listening, I, I definitely won't talk about it too long because I'm, I'm conscious, you know, it's talking top shot, right? But this is a, a project I set up with a couple of mates, one of them being the, the genius man behind Live Token, uh, aka Bonfire, who has been in this space a couple of times. Um, and he's like basically our lead dev because obviously he's amazing at it. Uh, another guy who works, actually works in the NFL all day team at Dapper, a guy called um and then so i just got a call one sec and then myself and then we have others on the team but we're like the founders of it and basically we're launching a project that's based off of a pun uh of pies so what do you call it when you have multiple octopus you call them octopies now that is that is just dying to be an nft in my opinion so we got together as a team a few months back and it's been like a good five months now we've been for a while we've got an amazing artist on board and yeah, that, that's the premise, is Octopies. And we're building out what we call in Pi Land. And it's very early days. And I've got tons to say right now because I don't want to step on the toes of all the work we've been doing to put it out like proper communication. But in like three, four days, we're going to have maybe three, four days, maybe a little bit longer because Christmas time is hard to make sure we can like commit to timelines. But we'll have like a little blog going out, giving a little bit more info about what we're doing, what we're building. But I'm super excited. Like you guys know, I obviously just love running and being part of communities. So to have my own project with my own community i'm like super excited about um bonfire loves building and developing tools so to do that like his own nft project he's super excited about so it's like feels like we're bringing the best of multiple things and using the experience we've got to launch nft project basically love that that. and you know the wolf pack will happily shill the (laughs) shit out of this project for you too that's it well and and vim gonna be upset that's right he's gonna come back and be like what is going on yeah, he's gonna be mad because you're not you're not shilling top shot. But one of the things um, I I did a uh, podcast recently with Stay Stacked, and one of the things that he really focuses on as an NFT and crypto sort of collector and guru, he really focuses on community. So when he's looking to get into a new project, he's looking at the community. He's looking at the communication between the developers and the community, how the community interacts. Like he feels that is a huge sign to the potential for a project. And Luke, for all your shortfalls, um, you, you you do a wonderful job dealing with the community. So I have pretty high expectations for this, this Pyland uh, project. Um, I think that just based on your you know, live tokens, tools, and the things that he can do, but your management of the community and your ability to get in that community management space is going to be key. How do you feel about sort of stretching yourself, working with Top Shot and Dapper and, you know, FlowFest and all the things that go on on that side while still trying to manage the uh, the project with with Live Token and the rest of that team, the the Pyland project. Yeah, so I mean, first off, like I have, we've got employees to work with us. So um, there's amazing women's on the team, and she's kind of helping the day to day running, even though it's still early. Um, and then, like outside of that, in terms of like my own sort of balance of stuff, I'm not really worried because, like, like you talk about Flowfest example. Now that wrapped up uh, a couple of weeks ago, and that gave me a bunch more free time, right? And then I. I was helping out with the Flovitar project, for example, and now that's my part of that's kind of wrapped up. So, like, I've intentionally timed it, so all the extra stuff I've been working on is like winding down. And so, really, 
as of at the moment, my only responsibilities are Pyland and Top Shot. And like you guys know, since I joined Dapper Labs, I've been doing mad hours. I've put in a lot of time. And like, if I wind down from 80 hours a week at Top Shot to 40 hours, like it's not going to affect Dapper Labs and Top Shot. We've scaled up massively. And more importantly, like it's probably good for me to scale down regardless. And I'm just going to use that time. I'm just going to use that same energy at the same time to focus on Pyland. And like, look at like uh, the Top Shot community. We've, we've just hired two new guys. We've got Marlo and Zach, you, you've seen a little bit in Discord, but you'll be seeing more and more of it. And we're actively hiring more. So, like, my the need for anyone on the Top Shot community, and that's me, that's Jake, that's my to put in like mad amount of hours is going to be pretty much non existent in the next week or two. So, that's lined up really nicely with what I'm doing as well. So, you know, this is all not just coincidence. This is us, me seeing the timeline of things and me lining it up in that regard. So, I'm really not worried. Um, you know, I, I blessed to have quite a high work ethic in this space like i really enjoy it so putting in 100 hour weeks just feels fun like i'm not got much else to do at the moment bit of a loser i just hang on discord like it's discord like come on that's where i live i'm gonna be living i love it i love it well it's, it's you, good to hear do you find um your current employer is super uh like really supportive of this endeavor um I don't know why it wouldn't be like where Dapper Labs is a web free company. Yeah, you know, like there's a bunch of projects. Yeah. But look at Doodles. Doodles has um, t t people on the Doodles team came from Dapper Labs, for example. Um, one of the most senior people at Dapper, he left to do his own project as well. And like, it's not necessarily, they're not like, oh, we want you to go and do it. But they're like super encouraging in general. So as long as I'm still doing the what's required at Top Shot, which I'm comfortable I will be doing, like they're going to be supportive for sure. I don't know why they wouldn't. That's fantastic. Dan, Luke, I was hoping you were free so we can do the NFT dating app. The what? <laughs> the what? Luke knows what's the going NFT on. Dating app, bro. The I NFT dating app. I need it, man. I'm trying to find a girl in Colombia that can fuck with NFTs, man. You know how hard it is? You know how hard it is when they're like, oh, I've never, I never even met the crypto. I'm like, no, no, but it's not, it's not Bitcoin. It's, look, look, it's not Bitcoin, right? Don't explain <laughs> NFT in another language. It's hard. Yeah, I'm with you. But yeah, um, so I have more info on Pyland soon for sure. Like, if you join the Discord, I'm uh, super alpha. I'm probably gonna do a little giveaway tomorrow morning. That's gonna last throughout the day of like some whitelist spots and stuff like that. And gonna be ramping up. Like, it's gonna be pretty active and fun. Um, and I want to do. I want to be able to like give back to so many people, including the Wolfpack, including Nightlife Lounge, including like just like a bunch of people. I want to be able to give back, and this project gives me a, a vehicle to do that. You know. Well, do you were have? You, uh, were you talking? I, no, I wasn't. No, I uh, I was just going to ask uh, Luke if he had a link on his Twitter that I can post up so everybody can go check it out and. Uh, try to get into this pie game yeah you can grab the at pyland nft um there's a there's discord link there i don't know if that helps okay i don't know where about shilling it I'm, I'm gonna get you to shill it soon enough don't you worry uh i'll, I'll be okay <laughs> we'll shell the we'll shell we'll shell the hell out of it we'll shell the hell out of it i see mike in the chat i see i'm be hitting mike being like mike shill this uh no no seriously <laughs> so, like, it feels i feel blessed to be in a position where i have uh, so many awesome people in this space that, like like you guys talked about i just have these high expectations from me and bonfire and it's like we've only just gotten started and everyone's already excited and that's the same excitement and energy we have but to not even have to worry about how do we communicate this people just get it 
people are like, wow, Luke's running his own community. He must be about to do something big with that community. Bonfire's developing his own tools. He must be about to develop something awesome. You know, it's like, it's really, it's, I'm just blessed. I feel so happy already and we're not even properly kicked off yet, you know? Spine Charmer, one of the wolf pack, is uh, asking you for a Flowfest pack. He's putting you on the spot. He messaged me and said, send me a pack, Del Dumbo. Uh, he has not got a Flowfest pack. But you know what, Spine? Luke gave me some packs to give away. You're going to give him one? And fuck it. I'll, I'll, yeah, why not? Uh, we'll send Spine. Yeah, a, if you haven't got a pack yet, we'll do that. So all you guys in the chat just know that Spine just stole a pack from you. So, no, all you guys in the chat know. You know, send him a DM. And just beg. Just beg and cry, and he'll just give you one. Because that man has <laughs> like, just like, all right, you just take it. You ask nice <laughs> If you if you pretend that would be carnage. If you pretend if you pretend to be a girl in Colombia, he'll give you a bag. That's not even a lie. If anyone in here is Colombian, not even female, just Colombian into NFTs, please DM me. I need I need local friends. I will send you packs. Oh, that's incredible. Uh, someone asked me what I was doing for Christmas. I was on a chat like just now in the Flowverse, chatting for like an hour or two, and they were talking about Christmas plans. I was like, man, I got hit. I got to a new country like two weeks ago. The fuck do you think I'm doing? Like, I'm not like, yeah, I'm chilling with a family. Like, <laughs> just, just wondering. <laughs> just going to a few bars with my like two friends. That's my plan. Kai Boy, do you have something you want to ask? Yes, yes. Oh, um, I was going to say, like, Luke, thank you so much for giving me the opportunities to do the giveaway because you gave me the 10 pack and I want to thank you um, personally. I'm the one putting in the the Chinese instead, yeah, instead of the English. Uh, I was hoping that I can reach to the uh, on the Chinese uh, speaking population also. So that's why I thank you so much for the opportunity and thank you for letting me. Uh, I'm able to have a conversation with you. And I just got, I was wondering about one thing about the the legendary. So I've been with the Top Shot since March and I've been qualified for every single legendary job and I've been participating every single job. But like, I, I was never lucky able to get a legendary pack. And is that like, is, is there a chance that like, because I've been participating so many times and never get a lot, is it? In the future, it's just going to be keep on RNG, like all based on luck in the future. I know, like, this is a uh, top shot topic. Yeah, no, yeah, let's go back to top shot. I'm not super long, but I definitely want to address this. Um, so, first of all, I know this is an issue that Spine has no problem with. Spine Trauma has regularly told me he really likes the RNG, he really likes that it. it's hard to get a pack. Um, so, I don't know why he's putting those 100 emojis in. Now, <laughs> no, seriously, I don't want to go too far, like, I appreciate this is a frustrating situation, but I, I was neglecting myself for a few months and, like, I had like a 42k collector score and I still had to try and get lucky. And I was like, what's going on? Like, now, long term, is it always going to be like that? I don't think so. I think we will see an adjustment. But short term, like, we've seen tiered collector score was one approach to how we can address it. Um, in terms of like shorter term again, I don't know. I don't think we have anything massive on the horizon or adjust it. But we've said before, we do want to do some sort of system that's like, accounting for how many times you've gone without a pack. I don't know what it looks like. But at the same time, when we're talking about legendary packs, it's it's never going to be easy. There's never going to be a guarantee. I think that question fits much better for rare packs because they shouldn't be that hard. But like in the truth is, like there might be some people that just never manage to snag a legendary pack. They have to wait months or years for it. And I don't know if that's a bad thing. These are legendary packs. They're meant to be super rare. Like 
think. You know what I mean? Part so, of the experience is the miss in some ways. I know that's like a tough pill to swallow for some people, but if there's a lot of missing, then when you hit, it's huge. It could be a, you know, a life changer. It could be a top shot game changer sort of thing. Like, I do think that that, I, I see where you're saying that, you know, the, the validity to that point. Yeah, I, I agree 100%, Wolf. And I think that there sh- it should be a really difficult thing to get to. My one question to it, uh, Luke, and I don't know if you can address it or not, and I don't know what the relevance of a baller score is, um, you know, in, or baller status or whatever it is in terms of your top shot account. But like my baller status is paused because I've never hit a legendary pack drop. And one of the requirements, of course, is to to purchase a legendary pack and collect a legendary moment from uh, a, purchasing a pack. So like um, in regards to that, they've you know, you, you Top Shot's platform has created this sort of arbitrary um, status that includes something that I just can't get, and it's not because I don't want to or because I, I can't afford it or won't try, but I just can't hit it. Uh, can you speak at all? I mean, do you have any inclination to, like, what the baller status is in terms of relevance to anything in the future of Top Shot? So... I don't feel like you need to be concerned if you can't unlock something on full status at the moment. Like it's purely just like an aesthetic thing at the moment. I do feel like it's an imperfect system, and like it was implemented, and everything behind it was way before my time in the team. But like it's not something that we consider perfect or finished, or that we're like necessarily hundred percent happy with. I think the concept is awesome, and I think everyone can agree the idea of like doing things that gets you some sort of flexing rights outside of collecting moments to collect a score is really awesome. Um, how that looks, I don't think the answer is baller status and baller score. So I think we'll probably will see it change in the future. I don't think it should be, I don't think it is, nor should it be like a number one priority um, because I think it's more cool to focus on like airdrops, reward and holders, awesome merch, that sort of cool stuff that's a bit more exciting. That's a similar vein, right? Um, like rewarding active collectors and stuff. But I think we will see it change and I don't feel like what you have now will impact when it changes because there's no other than like having a baller rank there's no benefit to it so we can kind of just like if we deleted baller status and baller score tomorrow to implement a new system i don't think people would be like upset i mean people would be upset everyone's going to be upset sometimes or something yeah I mean, there's always somebody yeah, upset gonna, right yeah probably going to be spines going to be hitting me up in the dms like oh my god <laughs> so sad, i wasn't i wasn't going to say spines i was going to say somebody that rhymes with wets I spent. It would definitely be spent. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh my god! I'm leaving the platform. You're just leaving the future I never looked at. That's spent. No, but like real talk. I shouldn't make this one a joke. Like real talk. Like we can do better than ball score, and I think we will. Is my short answer. Um, so I wouldn't worry too much sure. about it. Sure. All right. I'm gonna ignore it from now on. Yeah. Treat so, it like spent. I appreciate like, ignore that. Ignore it until you hear from me. <laughs> Can I jump in real no, quick? No, sorry, mate. Someone of else. course. No, I'm just going to wait, wait, into yeah. this before I take your question. Shout out to Kaiboy because, uh, yeah, he was like, can I do a giveaway? I was like, yeah, mate, I love your idea. Let's go for it. And then he just tweeted out in Chinese and told me, and sent me it and was like, what do you think? Do you want me to change anything? I was like, my man, it's in Chinese. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you could even call me a prick. I have no idea. I was like, yeah, it's great. Like, what feedback am I going to give here? I'm like, That's Chinese, awesome. I don't know. 
but I thought it was an awesome idea to reach out in a different language. I've seen, you know, German guys done it, a couple of Spanish people, but Chinese was just awesome to see. So, you know, shout out Kai for that. I actually dropped it in the Chinese Flow Discord. Kai, if you're not in there, you might want to check it out. Feel free to DM me and I'll get you a link. But go on, go on, Daisy. Yeah, thank oh, you so much. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say that, Kaiboy, I know exactly how you feel because I joined on 3rd of March as well. I have never gotten into a legendary drop. So every single time I missed out on a legendary drop. So I'm on the same boat as you. I still haven't got one yet. But um, I think you just have to be patient, bro. Just have to be like kind of keep your collective score up and trying to get into priority queue. That's my advice. But um, I'm going to keep trying. Hopefully one day I'll get my first legendary pack but um, me too yeah Vito tell us about your legendary pack this week what's going on fellas was that your first legendary pack yeah dude that was my first legendary pack and uh I actually wasn't at first I wasn't gonna go for the pack like a few days ago and and um Spence our fudder he got me going and got me thinking because he actually was like all for the price so I like thought about it for like a half a day and i was like you know what? actually he, it is a good price a thousand dollars it's worth it i was like fuck it i'm gonna go for this thing and uh i wasn't in the first priority the first queue and usually we help each other you know we gift each other some stuff try to get us in i was only i was only like a little bit down from like getting in i could have got in probably like a gifted legendary but i didn't even ask i was like yeah i'll just you know just i wasn't like it wouldn't, if I didn't get it, I wouldn't have gotten upset, but I wanted to get it. But um, i just been sort of, like, distancing from Top Shot a little bit. So I uh, I was in the second queue, and I fucking pulled it, man. No, I had number 20 pop up on my phone. I went crazy. I was, at like a, I was at, like, a repass, so I had to obviously go run into the bathroom and hide. And, um, and then I bought the pack, and I didn't want to rip it yet because I wanted to, like, wait till I got home to rip it. And I when I got home and I actually ripped it and I seen the number two uh, Jimmy Butler pop up. I was I was I was going crazy, like legit going crazy. It's my best pull I've had. I mean, so at the moment you ripped it and you were going crazy, you were in the bathroom of some like no, strange no, no. place. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. So I had to. So so I had to. We were at like I was at like a like a hall, like, a, like you know, like a like a first aid or some shit they were run. they had like the repass after um a funeral so i had to run into the bathroom to buy the pack because i was just like oh nervous. okay yeah right. dude I, I was just nervous now you bought the pack you bought the pack in the bathroom but you ripped it later yeah now even even crazier odds um rubot and i are like family and he's at the same repass and about an hour later before that he's banging on the table he pulled the pack in the first queue and he got a Jimmy Butler number nine. So I actually what, pulled, dude? I pulled the pack in the same in the same build. We were in the same building, like hooked up to the same Wi-Fi. I'll, so we're going back to that building for every for every pack drop. You know that, right? Like, wait, wait, but the building is like a funeral home. What? It's not, <laughs> what? No, 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 no. We it was it's a it was like um like a like first a, day, like, like a hall. A, yeah, like a, a hall. You got it, like a hall. Okay. Like, yeah, right. the whole, the, 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 how much meth do you smoke, my man? Like, what is that story? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I smoke meth, Luke. <laughs> oh, I'm so fired. Um, but no one recorded. Cut that. Cut that part dude, out. Dude, you're, you're we only co- put it out on Spotify and Apple. It's oh, okay. Yeah, no it's, all right. it's, it's all right, Luke. You're, you're in Colombia hanging out with your two friends on Christmas. You're talking about me smoking meth? Hold up. Let's, let's right, rewind. Right, real talk. Look. This actually happened. You're, you're, you're calling out the wrong person in this chat about smoking meth, homie. I jumped in this Flowverse chat and there was like some people in the Flowverse space, like the guy behind Flowvertar, the guy behind Fine. The guy behind Goofs, they all made this flow project. And there's one guy, uh, I, I didn't recognize his name. I was like, oh, I don't think we chatted before, have we? And he's like, no, we have. Last time we chatted, the first time we ever spoke, you asked me if I was smoking crack. <laughs> and I was like, oh, why? And he said, because I asked where you were from. Is it the UK? <laughs> I was like, what? I don't even remember asking this guy it's such an what? aggressive question. You're, and you're, you're originally from Australia? <laughs> no, I'm from the UK. But I, I obviously, oh, I felt do, the fact he is this like... not acceptable. He must have been on track. Yeah, like, so it's so why I do the apparently. I didn't right. realize I have this pattern of behavior. No, well, I mean, I'm from the East Coast. I don't even think that I don't think we smoke meth over here. But you could, we could narrow that down. You know, you're, you're not just from the East Coast. We could narrow Bro, that down. Florida, this but is not even a conversation. True, true. I, when I say East Coast, I mean Jersey. So, <laughs> I'm from Jersey. We smoke, we smoke that stank fire, bro. Metal. <laughs> Look, I got dropped in like two minutes, <laughs> but I see like people about. Then even questions, hey. fire around. Luke, well, I was just gonna bring up one thing. So we've got TJ back up here, who TJ told us earlier he was gonna sell his moment, and I got a message, a DM while we've been chatting from someone else in this space is Bamboo Rasta, and he wanted to tell you, TJ, that he just bought your run it back Paul Pierce so that you can go finish that WNBA set. This is a hallmark moment. This is amazing. I love it. Merry Christmas. All right. Let's get it. Yeah, there you go, bro. So let us know how that goes. Bamboo Rasta wanted you to know he's down there. If you look in the, uh, he's got a really cool, like multicolored emoji there, but he, he, he grabbed it from you so that you can go finish that set. So that's a pretty wicked move by him. So just love doing these spaces. Got to say, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic. I, I appreciate it, man. Big up. Oh, I'm just wondering, how many of you going for the pack, the lock, uh, the S1 pack, uh, on I believe is next week, the thirtieth? Yeah, that's a great question, Kai boy. Let me let me put this to Luke. Luke, I had my three hundred and fifty trade tickets like ten minutes after the announcement of the first pack drop, and I didn't get in the queue where I could get a pack. Can you do something about that moving forward? I mean. You, like it doesn't matter when you get the tickets, you still still have to get in the queue and get. I know, but Luke, I need I need a sp- I need a spot in the queue to get a pack, man. Right, you just got dang. Like, like just how it is, right? These these packs are gonna be quite in demand, and like, you know, hopefully you get lucky this time. And if not, there'll be more. We we said there'll be more. You know, there's more coming. So. Yes, yes, there are. There are. Seems Kai like boy, so, yeah. yeah. So I I am one, Kai boy. I am going for him for sure, cause. I've still got 350 trade tickets from the first go around. Also, though, yeah, I, w- I, w- I was gonna say we dropped the the, the series two and series three base sets in the last in the current locker room packs. So it might have sold out now. I'm not sure. And like that's pretty fire. There's some pretty fire moments in that. So if you miss the series one reserve pack, it's not like those tickets can't still get you some pretty fire moments. And there's like series two LeBrons and stuff in there that you can pull. Yeah, yeah, no, there are definitely good moments. I'm actually waiting for the trade tickets to provide 
if I don't get a Series 1 pack, I think I'm waiting to see if there may be something additional, maybe merchandise, maybe, you know, discounted ticket pricing, maybe NBA League Pass. Like, I think the trade tickets have the potential to have some pretty big utility in at some point moving forward. So if I don't get an S1 pack, I'm probably going to hang on to my trade tickets and just see what happens. But Fair enough. I, I got a drop. Uh, big shout out to everyone here, though. Uh, if you've got any more questions, DMs are open. If you haven't entered all the flow pack giveaways, go do so because you'll regret it when you see everyone pulling some sick stuff. And I uh, hope everyone has a great Christmas and I don't speak to you again. So, you know, you too, Luke. We'll see you hopefully next week yeah. on Spaces. Thanks for uh, thanks for giving us some flow packs to give away and just randomly <laughs> dropping into our wolf den this morning and leaving some codes for whoever found them. That was really, really cool way for the, the people in the wolf den to wake up. I didn't remember I did that. I kind of just went to a bunch of random spots and just dropped codes. <laughs> I was just like old tabbing around, see what tab I'd open and just dropping a couple of codes. Um, but yeah, sounds good. I appreciate everyone. Catch you later. Yeah. You got it, man. Happy holidays. Stay well, Luke. Mark, should we do some trivia or should we just Spine? You want to get in there and say some stuff? What's yeah, going on, Spine? We need to give Spine the mic. I, I I really have nothing to talk about. No, I'm kidding. I have everything to talk about. First of all, earlier, okay, this whole um, Steve talking about how it's not so random. Yeah, man, I've been trying to get this legendary pack just like that other gentleman came in. He was talking about trying to get the legendary pack and not getting that. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's all chance, and maybe it's good that I'm not getting that legendary pack. But boy, oh boy, shouldn't there be another uh, queue available? Some more queues because I'm at seven, almost seventy VIP, almost VIP. But like the the queue is at what is it, thirty thousand or whatever it is? There's less. So so spine. Let me cut you off. Yeah. yeah, let me cut you off, spine, because I think that's an important question. I think as we. Look at, I mean, you you are purchasing a thousand dollar pack with a moment that's minted to fifty five. Should the should the collector score be higher to get in that priority queue? What do you think? I mean, I mean, like I'm trying to build this collector score up. To, I feel like it's important. It's part of the whole game of it, if you will. Why is this not? Why aren't there more cues built in? I know we got some whales in there, but I'm not a whale. I mean, I don't consider myself a whale. I consider myself like a. If I'm a whale, I'm you're, a orca whale. You're Maybe like a killer right. shark. You're like yeah, you're not a okay. whale, but you're Give like a killer orca. shark. A killer shark. I'll take that. So shouldn't a killer shark get a little bit better of a chance than just like a, a flounder? I don't know. I mean, there should be there should be some more levels built in there. That's all I'm saying. Now that Luke has jumped out, we can't ask him these questions. That's great. <laughs> He's not going to answer him anyway. Come on. <laughs> well, his answer, if I'm going to say his answer, he did say it. He said that people it's designed in a way that you might not get one even for a year or more. And it just was designed to be very hard to get. So I have to wait till April. I have to wait. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never got one either. But I I, I guess, uh, you know, to play devil's advocate, I do see the point a little bit where the lowest moment from that pack is currently going for 3000 bucks right now. So maybe they're trying to just hope that some medium level collectors can get that chance to level up and become whales as opposed to just the higher percentage pack. Well, so um, you're... To, the, to that point, though, Wolf, we have people in the Wolf Pack that have been able to build a collection simply, I won't say simply because, but um, at least 
optics, you know, it looks like primarily they were able to build their collection because they pulled a moment one moment that, yeah. yeah one moment that they were able to sell for 10 15 20 30,000 dollars and then invest that into you know sets and team sets and different things um and so you know there's a part of me that loves the idea that somebody who is a moderate collector somebody who has a decent collector score and you know, doesn't have a ton of disposable income can can get into a queue and could potentially pull a moment like that. I do like that idea. But I guess, oh, because ahead. I haven't because I haven't been able to pull a legendary pack, I, I don't like it yet. Let me get one and then they can get there after. Well it's crazy. <laughs> we were talking about Vito pulling one earlier today. We were talking about his odds. It was a one point, I think one point eight seven percent chance of him pulling a pack in that that second queue. So I think Spine has a good point. Like I do think to to tie it all in with what Steve said earlier, Steve was unhappy that Top Shot held seventy five of these packs. Seventy five of these packs seem to have a lot of Dwayne Wade's. Could they have done a 50,000 Q for 50 packs and even just give the spines and the Spences and some of those people one more chance, at least maybe you don't get a guarantee pack, but maybe you get a one more chance, you know, a 20% chance. That's, sure. I think sure. that could be a happy medium somewhere. I, and I wouldn't be surprised if we saw that too, as people gather more collector score, I think we're going to see some higher collector score packs coming out. Sure. Go ahead, Spine. I know you had you had more comments. I was just saying, like I uh, TJ earlier on building up the um, the the collector score. I love to talk about the WNBA, and I feel like I should buy some more WNBA. But I own that whole set of the Lakers. It's been good for me, and I've been buying the forty thousand base for thirty six for like three bucks, and I've been buying the. Um, playoffs for i was i swept the floor nine bucks ten bucks eleven bucks twelve bucks and was getting 60 whatever it is 65 or whatever anyway i've completely changed my um collecting style uh, because it used to be all sets but now i'm stacking these guys that i would never stack before and just find it interesting to play the game differently and uh shout out to dave p ballers who um anytime you want to have me on the show I've been listening and um, just waiting for my shout out. I love that. I love it. So, so Dave P. Ballers, Dave P. Wolf, Dave Dave P. Whatever, whatever the whatever next it is, is this week. Yeah, Dave P. <laughs> sell his apes. Yeah. Oh, I love Dave. No, Dave. Dave's a great guy. And Dave, you need to get Spine on there because I think Spine would be a very entertaining um, podcast guest. But Spine, I find it. I find it really fascinating because there are so many different ways to collect on the platform and you have been a huge set collector for as long as I've known you and um I've 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 known you for I don't know like 6 or 8 months at this point but to change your to change your strategy uh, obviously, partially due to the leaderboards that got put out and trying to climb that leaderboard to a point that you think will provide some utility. I find that all really super fascinating because 
there are so many different ways to collect on the platform. Yeah, so so basically, um, this whole time I've been buying the sets because I felt like early on for Top Shot, it seemed like they wanted you to buy the sets, which I'm all about that because I've got a lot. I got 13 sets now, right? So I got the um, Rake back, the Rohan Bucks, whatever back, and I could have bought like two Series 1 sets and had a couple more sets, but I was like, I'm going to the leaderboards got released. I'm going to build up this leaderboard. And I was at 95, I think, and just buying these playoff moments because I already had the full Lakers team set. Buying, 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 buying these. And it was just a, I don't know, I never thought I would stop buying sets, but this is just, I want an in real life adventure. You know, Steve and Library and, and uh, Alexo, all these guys have done these real life experiences. Uh, shout out to uh, Fleo, Leo, or uh, whoever else has been on there. Um, uh, some of these other guys. Anyway, I would love to do one of those. The, sh- the shooting the hoops, the you're having a great dinner, you're sitting in a suite, and you're taking some pictures with some other um, members. It's just, it's good stuff, and that's what I'd like. You know what I mean? That's what I really like. And your top 10 now, did you say, Spine? Yeah, top. Um, nine i think i'm number nine and i'm closing in on eight and i, I want to finish this vip status before december 31st i'm like 73 point something so um it'll only get me six months more from apparently what i found out but fuck it i made it onto the vip list love it well do we have like so the vip is an either or either you have a particular collector score or you spend a certain amount of money in a in a year or a time frame, right? I mean, I think that's how it's designed. So if your collector score is seventy five thousand or more, I don't think it's dependent on a particular year. I think the seventy five thousand is only the the spend. Is that correct? Do you know, Spine? I actually don't know, and if that is true, I'm freaking out right now because that is really incredible. I didn't think I, – I thought it was just going to be another six months. So if that works out, I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah, I, 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 I'm I'm like 95% sure. Now, they could change. They could say like 75,000 becomes 80,000 collector score or whatever else, but I don't think the collector score – changes in the same way that the spend does on an annual basis i think the collector score is is different um because it's designed i i believe at least that it's designed to um reward people who hold their collection right so 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 shout out to steve i mean a shout out to the sets and stuff that i built up but shout out to steve for talking about building up a collector score. I'm here in LA, so I bought all the Lakers and the, you know, the Steve Nash was a big sucker. And now I'm trying to, man, I can't even sell off a Diallo to get this uh, LeBron bottleneck MGLE now, for God's sakes. Um, anyway, these guys in undercutting, that's a whole nother subject. But anyway, it's we'll, been... we'll do we'll do an undercutting we'll do an undercutting day uh on, on Wolfpack Spaces, but don't worry. <laughs> as as we should, as we should. But anyway, I've just been I've been loving it all and, and loving the different little niches I'm finding in all the different spaces and to those new guys like TJ finding on the moment um and finding all the, the different sites that we've been, you know, using for our technique and listening to these spaces. 
um, you can't get enough of this Twitter and these, the priority queue and all these other podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. So make sure you're listening. Yeah. Can I, I'm, can, well, do you mind if I take a little nostalgic tour of how Spine and I were introduced to each other? Take a trip, take a trip down memory lane, yeah. please. So, so, uh, <laughs> so if you could flash back to me sitting in my house, you know, several months ago, I don't know, June, June, I think, but whenever, May, June of this year. And uh, the Throwdown Season 2 set has been released, and they're doing, you know, these challenges, and the Diallo is the reward, but the the components of the challenge, and I don't remember it exactly, but I think it included, like, Anthony Edwards and Zion Williamson and all these guys that I wanted to buy anyway, right? So I buy the moments necessary for the challenge. And at the time, I was like, who the hell is Hamadou Diallo? Like, yeah, he won He won a slam dunk contest, but, I mean, come on. And uh, I end up pulling the jersey uh, reward best pull I've ever had or best, you know, reward I've ever had. And I think it was Dirk who initially had found me on Twitter and DM'd me and was like, hey, would you consider trading your Diallo? Because I had it listed. But to me, that moment was like, you know, where I was as a collector, I needed to get a certain price for that moment to be able to build my collection. And I saw this moment as like, you know, a, a chance, a chance for me to be able to build that collection. So uh, Dirk and I talked a bunch and he was awesome, but we just couldn't work something out. And he finally was like, well, let me check with, you know, some, I, I mean, I'm involved in this, this Wolfpack DM thing. Let me see, you know, if I can um, see if anybody else is interested, whatever. And so Spine jumped and Spine and Veerman, Steve and, and, and Spine jumped at the opportunity, they both DM'd me. Um, I, you know, Steve and I talked for a minute, but he was busy, and I didn't talk to him for like a day or so. And and Spine and I went back and forth a couple of times, but Spine and I settled on a deal that ultimately allowed me to have a Diallo still, not obviously the jersey, but to get some dapper that I turned into the completion of the cool cat set. And that was like a huge thing for me. It put me in the nine lives lounge. It gave Steve or it gave spine, excuse me, the Holy Trinity, right? The one Jersey and perfect cereal of the Diallo reward. I mean, it was like this, this beautiful moment where both sides win, they get what they want. Um, And, and all I can, all I remember is, at the end of this thing, I was like, so how do I get into this wolf pack that you speak of? <laughs> and the next thing I know, I've got like 30 or, or so um, wolf gifts, and I'm in this DM that I just haven't been able to put down since. But uh, Spine, I feel like, and probably Spine doesn't feel the same way, but because it's, it was my entry point to the wolf pack, I feel a special connection to Spine and uh, I, I, I enjoy the, the, the 
remembering the the way that I was introduced into the wolf pack and, and the way that Spine played such a pivotal role into that. So uh, I wanted to just I wanted to share that. I wanted to get nostalgic and share that with everybody here on Spaces, even though nobody cares. Well, I definitely care, and uh, this was a beautiful story. This should be written up by Steve, or maybe you should write it up and put it on Steve's little blog there, but this was some good shit. Um, uh, this Building this trinity uh, has been pretty epic, and I don't know how many trinities there are out there, uh, but uh, getting your deal and getting the other deals um, and now – making this into what it has been i feel like could be done with other moments and uh what we've built with this me buying yours and you coming into the wolf pack and everybody in the wolf pack and, and even going out into that spider web of all the wolf den guys that are in our um uh discord now i mean it's just and girls excuse me it's just building and building and building, and, and we got guys worldwide now, and we got these big dogs coming in from Top Shot, soon enough Roham, right? But the, the connection and the camaraderie, and um, I don't know, there's a, there's a, big, a lot of love going on in this group, uh, this Wolves, this Wolf Pack, and uh, it's just very much appreciated. Absolutely. I, absolutely. I feel the same way. Um... I have made decisions to break sets, to share moments, to complete challenges and things, and I've missed out on some different, you know, opportunities from Top Shot because of it. But I'll be very honest with you and, and everybody here, I wouldn't change a thing. Um, I find the relationships that we have are are more valuable to me than, you know, an extra pack or or whatever it may be. So um, I really, I really, I love it. I love it. Absolutely love it. What else we got? Wolf, you want to do some trivia? What's the, what's next on the docket here? Well, tonight? I don't know. Do you want to do some trivia? I've got a few flow packs to give away here. Oh, flow packs. Does any should of you guys we... listen and want a flow pack? Put up an should emoji. We, should we open the flow packs first and see if there's anything good in them? <laughs> give them away Make sure we don't give away a baller. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a, you wondered how the Wolfpack got all the jersey numbers and all the good moments. Yeah, that's right. We're not idiots. I mean, I'm an idiot, but the rest of you aren't idiots. Yeah, totally. Uh, we got some emojis out there. We got some emojis. Why don't we? If you have some trivia questions, we could do like Spine versus Joey. Ooh, what what kind of trivia do you want? Do we want to do some NBA trivia? Do we want to do some like live token trivia? What are we looking for here? I think that's up to you. You you're trivia master. That's up to me. Wow. Well, let's do this. We'll do some NBA trivia, and oh. we'll ask a we'll ask a variety of questions. And... Hey, we got Steve back too. So you do a, do a trivia for a flow pack for someone of uh, do a Steve's account question. All right. You're gonna Ask have to Steve buy... what's in his own account. Yeah, you're going to have to buy me time because his account takes 20 it's minutes okay. to load. Yeah, <laughs> I know it does. Even on my fast work computer, yesterday I was uh, gathering trivia questions for for our Chris Discord Christmas party, and I did a bunch of live token ones, and, and a few accounts took a freaking long time to load up on my fast work computer, so... Yeah. Damn it, Steve. Your account's too big. To to fire it up, the question I asked yesterday, Steve, in the Discord was, oh, what was it? How many, was it Marquise 
moments did he have on sale or something like that? <laughs> something like no, that. No, how yeah. many uh, how many JaVale McGee season ones did you sell for a dollar, Steve? Oh, is that the question right now? That was the question I asked our trivia yesterday. What what do you think the answer was? Oh man, I sold quite a few, I think. I probably sold like I don't know, like twelve or something. It was seven. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, wasn't bad. That's, wasn't crazy, but it was just a funny question. We that's were doing pretty all close, sorts of... though. Twelve, seven. That's not that far off. It's I'm not that impressed. far off, Steve. Yeah, that's he... good stuff. Yeah, but still, like you know, those were dollar moments. I actually never thought I'd be able to get a dollar for those. So that says a lot, right? Because you know, <laughs> it went from a dollar to whatever it is now. Was it thirty bucks, forty bucks? I don't even know. Your account too. When I was looking through your sales history, man, you move a lot of moments around. A lot. Yeah, well, I like I like collecting. And the only way to collect is to like sell other stuff, right? So, um, I only sell to 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 buy, basically. All right, can I can I like can I hire you to manage my account where you sell some of my stuff so I can buy some other stuff that I like? <laughs> I find yeah. like listing moments is like it just it seems like it takes a long time, and if I have to list list like five or six, like I don't have time for that. I don't know. It's uh. Yeah, no, I have the same problem. I, I basically, I, I want to, I'm waiting until um, a couple of years from now, hopefully there's better tools that will automatically do this for us, right? Because right now it's so tedious. Right, it is, it is. So I do, I have a question. Um, and I, Wolf, you probably don't know this, but I'm a Spurs fan. And Oh, uh, shit, are you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's hard to believe, but it's true. And uh, Keldon Johnson is my favorite spur. Um, not financial advice. Go buy all the Keldon Johnson moments. Um, but uh, Steve Steve is also a Keldon Johnson guy to some degree, even if he doesn't know it because of the number of moments that he has. Uh, so my question is, how many Keldon Johnson moments does Steve own right now? 36. Joey Hammer coming in with 36. Spine, what do you got? I'm going to go with my lucky number, 23. But I feel like it's, I feel like it's higher than that. For, it's probably 123. Steve, do you have any idea? Uh, I don't, but something tells me it's low. Um, the reason why I think that is I, I can't rem I don't remember stacking Kelvin Johnson. So if I did, it was like inadvertent. Uh, yeah, I, I would say this is inadvertent, and I would I would I would go further to say, you know, fuck you, Steve, because <laughs> on the on the leaderboard on Live Token, I think I'm third on Kelvin Kelvin Johnson moments, and you are second. And Alexa was first. <laughs> so if, if the two of you could back off for a minute, <laughs> let me. <laughs> I love my accidental second place. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and my purposeful third place, what does that say? Um, so the answer is 13, 13 moments you currently hold that are Keldon Johnson. Yeah. Uh, so Wolf, I don't know, is Spine closest with with his twenty three? 
Yeah, no one got that right. So we'll do another question. We got Chev in the bottom left corner there. Chev with the Lum profile. I see you listening like every week, bro. So uh, if somebody gets this next question right that Mark asks, you'll get a Flow Fest pack. And maybe it'll have a baller in it. You never know. Better split that baller with me, money, though, if you do get a baller. <laughs> All right, so let's do some NBA trivia. Let's bounce off from uh, Top Shot. Who's who's going to – Wolf, who's who's answering this question? What are we doing here? They got three cracks at it. So you can start with either Steve Spine or Joey. All right. All right, so all we need is one correct answer. All right, so the question is, and we'll start with we'll start with Spine since Joey went first. Wait a second, how do I play here? Yeah, we'll get you in. We'll get you in. Yeah, we'll we'll jump you in. Don't worry. Uh, Spine, which country was Rick Fox born in? Oh shit! Okay, uh, that is not a country. Spine. No, give it. Give it. <laughs> Wrong answer. Wrong answer. This one's easy. Come on. Inside talk. Okay, I'm gonna go with this. I got a couple of guesses. Uh, you got one guess, but I'm, my my mind is saying two. But uh, I'm gonna give the first one first and save the second one second. But the first one's the real guess. I'm gonna go with Italy. The second guess is Spain. On to Neither. Joey Hammer. On to Joey yeah. Hammer. Neither one Steve is the cleanup on this one. Steve's the cleanup on this. I was trying to go with some sort of Oh, Joey got it. Joey got Joey it. Got it. Good job. Thanks, Every time the Canadians. <laughs> but you Chef, can't get if, mad at uh, too darn nice. All of you guys are too darn nice, and that's why the Wolfpack is so good, is because we got so many darn Canadians. Chev, <laughs> <laughs> so you've won there, Chev. If you're listening, send me a DM either Wolfpack or Wolf of Ball Street, either one, and uh, I'll get you a Flowfest pack. All right, so this next question, keep it NBA. You're going to ask not Kawhi's burner account the question. He knows a lot about basketball, so you got to make it pretty hard. And if he gets it right, then um, Mike G503 gets a Flow Fest pack. If he gets it wrong, then Bamboo Rasta gets a Flow Fest pack. Ooh, man. What are you? Your are you fate. ready? Yep. Yo, how about, how about if I get it right, Mike gets two packs, but if I get it wrong, Bamboo gets only one pack. Because both those guys are killers right now, and I don't want to. And listen, this is no. Nope. The, well, we got the, so many packs. Yeah, the, nope. the world is not an easy place. I'll tell you what. If <laughs> if. If you get it right and Mike gets a pack, all's good. If you get it wrong, and now you know what? Well, I don't know if you, you Bamboo Rama. If, you, if I get it wrong, I'll send. I'll send a floor moment of mine. I'll send a sixty thousand mint to the to I uh, Bamboo. No, you got to send that to Mike G five hundred three because he's the one that yeah. loses. Yeah, if you get it wrong, Bamboo Rasta gets a pack. If you get it right, Mike G503 gets a pack. Okay, fair. You're just determining who gets the pack. You're not going to, you know, don't worry. You can still send Mike a 60K at the moment, though. It's probably going to happen. 
Are, are you ready for the question though? Because this is going to be this is this is a good question. I like this question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Here is the question: What rookie played an instrumental role in the Houston Rockets title run in 1994? Good one. Yeah. Okay, let's see here. Rookie class, 94. Not great. You got 20 seconds. Well, maybe Sam Cassell is like old school in the team. Ellie, maybe? No, he's like five or six years in. Oops, he's old. Elijah Jones old. Everybody's old, hey? Oh. 94. It might be. The biggest shot taker of Bob. Is it big time? Is it big shot Bob? Is he a rookie in that year? Final answer, big shot Bob. What's the result? That is incorrect. Incorrect. Bamboo Rasta wins a flow pack. You mentioned him earlier in this conversation as you were going through it in your head. Sam Cassell. Sam Cassell. You know what? You know what? You said instrumental, and I know Sacramento is instrumental and shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Got me right there. <laughs> I think he was a starting guard on the team that won a championship. That's instrumental, man. Come on. Uh, we all know why the Rockets won those two championships. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Poor Mike. Like, Poor Mike G503. Your Mike's fade in your hand and you you blundered it. There um, is there is there is nobody I hated more growing up than Hakeem Olajuwon because he destroyed David Robinson all the time. All the time. I had someone just DM me right now and say it wasn't Robert Horry. <laughs> no, it's Sam Cassell. Sam Cassell. I okay, think Big so... Shot Bob is what uh, that that's what not Kawhi's burner was talking about, right? Yeah, Big Shot Bob. Um, okay, so we will do. Let's do another. Ask Steve about his account, and yeah, same yeah. thing goes. Mike G five hundred three will put you back in the seat again. So if Steve gets it right, you win a flow pack. And... Well, let's do let's let's do this. Let's do this. Can yep. can Mike? Can Mike G503 uh, become a speaker real quick? Mike, do you want to come up and speak? I just I just want to know who your favorite team is or who your favorite player is, and we'll ask Steve about that, but we won't let Steve check it out. So, Steve, there's no ch- – you can't go back. You can't be checking live token here, okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm not. No. I, I, I never do that for the, the Wolfpack chat. No. This is all This is all raw and just off the cuff. Yeah, it's it's Love supposed that. to be fun, right? No, maybe he's not. So, Mike, we'll float. Yeah, we got nothing to go on here. Uh, throw up some emojis if you want to go against Mike. I saw one from Davey. I mean, I can just, Davey. I can just, yeah, I can just pick somebody. Uh, I was Davey's just... in. Okay, we got Mike here. Mike, who's your favorite team? I'm a Rip City fan. Nice. Rip City. Love it. 
That's the uh, closest NBA team to me. So I do have their S2 set. And I was thinking about doing this their whole set, but they have that really annoying bottleneck in it. So you gotta make yeah. you gotta make the trip down one of these days. We got a big, big top shot collection or collectors down here. There's a bunch of them. Well, yeah, you yeah. guys like absorb the Seattle and Vancouver fans, I think. Yeah, there's a bunch of us. I mean, we've got I think 40 collectors going to a Top Shots. Uh, we got a, 40 collectors going to a suite uh, the 9th of January, <clears throat> and they're all Top Shot collectors. Wow. I would imagine Alexa is one of them, no? Yeah, absolutely. He's going to be there. He's bringing a couple guests with yeah, him. Yeah, I, I thought so. That's him. He should be in this chat right now. He, he should definitely be. should be. I he, catch him he, listening he, once in a while, but he's a little shy to come up and speak. Yeah, he doesn't talk. He doesn't come up and speak as much. All right, so, <clears throat> all right, Rip City. Steve's account, Rip City. And who's he going uh, against? Oh, Mike that's versus... That's that's your call, Wolf. I don't want to be the bad guy. We had some... Uh, Mike, I think Davey was the first one to put up an emoji. So Mike versus Davey. Steve might play favorites too. He might he might throw the question just to give it to Davey, Mike. You never know. He might hate yeah. Portland a lot. It, it's I never, true. I never I never throw <laughs> questions. I always I always try to no I Steve. Try to hit it. Yeah, Steve will try and answer it. All right, so <clears throat> here it is. This is you. I could go a multiple ways with this. It is a moment that is uh, in Steve's collection out of his Rip City moments. This moment is the highest collector score. It is a moment that is his highest fair market value. Um, it, he's got multiple of them. If you can just tell me, Steve, who it is. I don't even need, I mean, I'll tell the, you. I'll tell you exactly what it is. The series one, Damian Lillard, hollow challenge ah. reward. Yeah, he you got it. You nailed it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mike, you got that's, it. You gotta flip this back. That's my that's my pride and joy right there. Like that was um I, I was gonna I, ask I, you to gift me that, but apparently man, that's not gonna I, work. I have <laughs> never I have never ever pulled a a you know a number one or a jersey from a reward. Uh, and I've done a ton of challenges, like a ton early on in series one. Like I was doing as many as Alexo was, and he pulled quite a few of those. Uh, jer- like number one in jerseys, but the closest thing I ever got to it was my Damian Lillard hollow because it was number twenty-five of twenty-five, which is the the perfect score. But why that's cool for me is Lillard wears you know zero, uh, or double zero. That's no, it double zero. It's zero, I think. Right. Uh, anyways, so he has no jersey match. Uh, so to me, like the twenty-five to twenty-five always felt like the closest thing you could possibly get to a jersey match. Sure. Um, yeah. That's awesome. No, that and and you've you've got the jersey, but you or you have the twenty five, but you also have the eighteen, right? I'm looking. Yeah, you also have the eighteen. Yeah, yeah. I, I bought that uh, from the market. I think for like uh, I want to say fifteen hundred, but it might have been like seventeen hundred, which at the time was a lot of money. Awesome. Um, Very cool. Yeah. All right, Wolf. Where are we? What's next? What have we given away three packs or two packs? We got Bamboo Rasta with a pack, Mike with a pack, Spine stole a pack. 
We can give another pack away. Let's, uh, you, you choose, you choose the question. Ask a Kemba Walker question. My guy went off today. Yeah, well, actually, Mark, you haven't given us a, a leaderboard for this flash challenge. Who's who's leading this free throw challenge right now? Who's who's pumping on the marketplace? Did we lose you, Mark? One thing I've been wondering too, Steve, what it, Steve, what's your thoughts been on some of these like irrational flash challenge pumps lately? I love it. I love anytime there is um, anytime there's more randomness in Top Shot, uh, like the better. Um, so yeah, if, whenever there's like some obscure moment that somehow gets some attention, like it's just so it's fun because um, it just rewards people who like had that moment for some reason. Um, and a lot of times with these obscure players, it's like, why would anyone stack this player? And it's like, I'm just happy to see. Um, when, because it's, it's happened to all of us at some point where we're, we're well, not all of us, but I'm saying at some point um, we can recognize that someone has a stack of something really obscure that we never thought we would collect. But like, I feel happy for them because it's like, oh, finally this player gets some like love and like this, this collector gets a chance to um, like hopefully sell a couple and they can buy some other moments they had their eye on. But I mean, who knows, it might be the same moment. <laughs> But it's it's just fun when I see that. So I I like the randomness. I love the flash challenges. I think it's a great thing. Yeah, they've been pretty funny. That bones pump the other day was one of the most hilarious and ludicrous things I've seen yet on Top Shot. Man, I am so happy that I like went after all the rookies. Um, just as a collector, right? I wanted one of each. And man, like that's working out for me for these flash challenges. Oh, I bet it is. Yeah, I would. I have the opposite story. So I pulled two boneses from a pack. So back to back season three packs, I pulled boneses, and a week later, I was like, "Ah, oh, he's not really moving." And I sold them both for fifty, and then a week later, they were selling for three hundred and fifty each. Oh, I was so so sad, but I did love that part of the game, and I love people who have bought these four badge rookies, like you were saying, to to get some really good use out of them the weird way that covid's affected the league and the games and all that well you know what i wonder too like um one possible scenario it might be unlikely but uh like what if they had to you know cancel part of the season or some of the games or whatever does that change anything from top shot right because if there's less content to pull from does that mean it's just going to be less like, are they going to cut back on sets, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it brings up an interesting question because I know they have the roadmap, but guess what? The NBA also had a roadmap of 82 games, right? So, <laughs> like, roadmaps change. And uh, if, you're, if your partner that you get content from suddenly has less content, well, you know, it'll be really telling to see if, if and when um, – uh, the NBA does cancel things like whether or not Top Shot follows suit and says, you know what, we might just scrap a set. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah, 
And will we see some of these interesting replacement players, I guess I'll call them the hardship exception players come in, you know, the Joe Johnson performance last night for the Celtics. I was like, well, it would be pretty funny if he got a top shot moment out of it. You know, could you imagine these bottlenecks of like random G League players coming in for a game or two? Yeah. They get 12,000. Yeah. Totally funny. A Lance Stevenson. That's all of a sudden like, oh, my God. I kind of want to see uh, Ray Allen, uh, you know, take some shots again and, and steal his record back. That would be actually an incredible storyline. Another friend floated out a really fun storyline was if the the people keep getting uh, COVID positive and they, they're scrambling for players. What if we see the first WNBA player suit up for an NBA team? Which I was like, man, that would be pretty huge ratings, wouldn't it? I would love to see that. Nothing would make me happier than to see WNBA players in the NBA. Like that, that, that would be amazing. And that would you know be what? incredible. I, I hope we can see that one day in, in our lifetime. Like that would be incredible. Uh, it, and I, I will say, like someone like Steph Curry, I think has taught us all that, like, you don't need to be seven foot tall to, you know, um, <laughs> be like the best NBA player, player in the league. You can be six yeah. foot tall, you just have like an awesome jump shot. And guess what? A lot of WNBA players have an awesome jump shot. They might be able to make it. Man, how special is that for you that you got to see Steph Curry just weeks before he broke that record, hey? Man, it's crazy. I have video, like, he was three feet in front of me warming up. And um, there was that one, you might have seen that video. It was, like, him shooting it from the stands, right? And it went in. Like, we were all there. When we watched that, he was walking off the court and he took that shot. It was like, holy shit. We were all just like, this is crazy. Um, but man, that was wild to just see that, to see him warm up and uh, just so effortless, like just to be able to shoot that ball. And um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. But a lot of them are that good. Like, you know, you don't, we all like to think, oh, yeah, if we're in the game, like, we wouldn't miss a free throw or whatever. But these guys, when they're just like shooting around, I feel like they rarely miss themselves. Um, just watching like Wiggins warm up, for instance, like he was hitting a lot of shots too. Like these guys are really, really, really good. And uh, I think, yeah, just that pressure in game, like really, really is enough to like swing things. Um, but if they're left open, I think a lot of these players can hit this, these shots. Um, but yeah, anyway, so long story, Curry was amazing to see. Uh, really happy to see him break that record. That was pretty incredible. And did you do the challenge to get the silver metallic? I did. Uh, I was I was not happy with my mint. It was like, you know, it was the like upper five hundreds, I think. Um, so I was close to the end. So my plan was to sell it and then buy back a better mint. So I actually sold it. Um, so I'm just waiting. So here's my strategy. It might pay off. It might work out horribly, but I'm going to wait this out um, because what I think is going to happen is the season's long and this. Um, uh, metallic silver fandom edition i think what's going to happen is eventually there's going to be a reward that might be rarer than the curry um and if that happens like that'll be technically the new bottleneck and i'm hoping it'll put maybe a little bit of downward pressure on it so i might be able to buy this moment back cheaper with a better cereal that's kind of my th- and i know a lot of people aren't going to want to hear that because they want to go but i'm just saying i kind of bet the other way right now where i want to pick up a better version of it for cheaper um so I'm kind of playing a long game here. We'll see if it works out. It might it might backfire on me spectacularly. I wouldn't be surprised. 
I, I do like that the moment's been appreciated by the community. You know, it wasn't one that people were dumping for under a thousand dollars immediately. So I think it's that, that blew me know. away. That blew me away. Like how strong this moment is. Um, I, I didn't suspect that at all. Uh, so I'm yeah, super impressed that, um, well, one, a lot of people threw a lot of money at it too, to complete it. So that says a lot about like, um, there's a subset of the user base that's willing to spend a lot of money to like complete these challenges. Like even the deck to hoops thing that we were talking about earlier, but there is a subset of collectors who are willing to spend like a ridiculous amount of money to chase these challenges, um, which I think is, it speaks volumes to like, um, um, like the health of, of, of certain, of certain like tiers. Right. So, um, that's a good sign. I think that even on the high level, like people are there willing to spend some serious dollars. Someone posted in the group and I think it was a tweet and I kind of, I, I agreed with it. They said it's the best moment on top shot, this Steph Curry medal, medal, silver or whatever. And someone was like, no, it doesn't have a badge or this or that. But is there something to be said that maybe a historical moment definitely is bigger than a badge or are you badge first, no matter what? Me? No, I don't, I don't like badges are cool, but they're not like, they're not that important at all to me. Um, the moment itself is pretty cool. Like there are, I'm, I'm kind of blanking right now, but I know there are a few moments that are um, on the same level as the Steph moment. Um, again, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking, but like the Steph one is a obviously LeBron very Kobe moment. Yeah, like something like yeah. that. But there's, you know. there's the Steph, I don't know if it's the same level, but there's a Steph cool cat where he's, he either meets or breaks the scoring record for Golden State. There's um, there's a number of moments where, you know, like I think LaMarcus Aldridge has a common moment where he breaks a scoring record or, or you know, moves up the leaderboard in terms of scoring. So there's a variety. There's a variety of moments even, throughout the platform, right? Like, Or even like the Drew Holiday um, steal and like the assist to Giannis, right, for the finals. Like that was yes. a huge moment, um, pivotal. Like that was the – that was the that was the play, and so even something like that sticks out in my mind a little bit more. I would argue way. that's a top five moment as well for, that fans will look for in the future. You know, when we get this, you know, as we all say, wait till the collectors get here. I think that's the Steph moment. I think is for me one of these ones where like that's one of those moments that collectors will want to own as much as a badge that Top Shot created. Spine, what do you want to jump do in there? You guys think that this is the silver metallic is like this new little set maybe not little but like set that's going to be these moments in time that are like bigger than you know record setting stuff and that's going to be kind of the set is that is the uh, most three pointers most assists most maybe that's like it's its own set like no because they did the tyler hero as it right away it's purely seems to be a set that they've designed that you win via doing flash challenges. Maybe I'm wrong on that. No, that That's was going to be, that was going to be my question for Steve or whoever else wants to jump in. But like <clears throat> the Curry moment is obviously historical and has huge significance, but the hero moment doesn't like, what's the thought process behind that in terms of the metallic silver set? Yeah, I think it was a catch-all for like just the fandom, um, the fandom moments, right? Which were the mint-on-demand moments. So, uh, and we we had them in the in the summer, right? But 
Um, I don't think it's meant to be anything more than just a catch-all. So sometimes you'll get like these record-setting moments, and sometimes they'll just be a normal play from a normal game, like the hero moment, which was a cool moment. Don't get me wrong, but um, I don't think it was reserved specifically for only like um, record-breaker, record-breaking moments. So, but if you think that the there may be some other additional moment that comes that may be a bigger bottleneck or <clears throat> lower mint than the Steph, like, are you thinking it will be a historical moment, or are you no. thinking that there will be a moment that nobody gives a shit about, sort of like the Diallo, right? That like nobody cares enough about to go after, and that keeps the mint low. That's probably what I'm leaning towards, right? Where it's something that no one bother. It's gonna be. It's gonna cost just enough. Where people are like, eh, I don't really want to do it. But then you'll get like a mint count of like five hundred, which is less than the curry, right? So, um, yeah, I think that's kind of. And, and I wouldn't be surprised too. I wouldn't mind it. But like the curry used, um, it used a legendary, right? Or legendaries. I can't remember now. Uh, yeah, it needed two legendaries. So I think. If we saw more challenges, even that use even one legendary, um, but let's say it wasn't for curry, let's say it was for hero. Like how many people would go out of their way to buy a legendary for a hero? You know what I'm saying? Like that would be exceptional um, because there are that many people who love hero as much as curry. So I think eventually we'll we will see a flash challenge like that. That'll um, well not even you know. not even just hero versus curry, but like a historical. Like a, a literal historical NBA moment versus, you know, a moment that's fine but has no real historical significance. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it, it, one other thing that's worth mentioning, actually, I, I can't remember if the roadmap mentioned how big the set's going to be um, because they, they did announce it's a new set, right? This, this you know, it's the silver uh, Phantom Edition. So, like, by the end of the season, is it going to have 20 plays in it like 30 like i'm curious i don't even know what the um the limit is it's not that it matters to me but i'm just curious if that if that's been announced or you know if i if i just didn't read it no i have no idea i don't know if anybody else has that's in here has any idea but i don't recall there being any specified no in, in fact yeah when the when the curry dropped i i recall the community being kind of dumbfounded by the silver metallic silver fandom moment to begin with did they even announce that in the roadmap to begin with i don't know i don't think it was but they, they had to do it um because like how else could you get this otherwise you'd have like i guess they could pre-mint curries um but then you'd have people that wouldn't get one I, this, it seemed like a good solution like the people who were willing to pay for it got one and austin said last week i think mark that they had sort of had it on the radar knowing he was going to break the record and they were going to make a moment about it so i think it was just them sort of they might have made the set just to start for doing this you know right right yeah he he did it was interesting i don't know steve if you i don't recall i don't think you were able to jump in on the the last um spaces when we talked to austin but he was talking about that particular moment and all the challenges that they had with that moment because, you know, Ray Allen and 
uh, Reggie, Reggie Miller. Miller. <laughs> yeah, like they were in all these photos and all this video, but they couldn't use it because they didn't have agreements with them. And it was a it was a really interesting conversation to kind of get to the nuts and bolts of how that moment became the moment that it is, which is great and interesting and neat and cool and has historical significance, but didn't include things like the photo that includes the three of them that Austin really wanted but couldn't get because you know Ray and Reggie weren't weren't a part of the agreement so that was a that was an interesting conversation but it certainly it certainly makes for an interesting set the metallic silver fandom set is going to be interesting and we'll see kind of how it plays out and which moments make it in to your point Steve presumably they're going to be these these challenge moments um and how many of them are of significance and how many of them are kind of random we'll see and maybe there will be some that have a fewer mint count than the staff so that'll that'll be interesting to see how it plays out actually one one interesting or tidbit that's whatever worth mentioning but i mean not worth mentioning is uh technically every single curry three-pointer moment going forward is a record breaker so, so like um technically they could Put every Curry three in that in that um, set, and it would be a record-breaking moment because he's just breaking his previous record from his previous shot. Uh, so interesting. That's a great. I never thought of that, but that's a really interesting way to look at that. Yeah, it's a it, well, it's a it's a living record, right? He's just working on it. So who knows where it'll where it'll end up at? Um, but I, the part of me is too is, is curious of like, what are some. Um, ongoing records that we don't even know about or how many people in the league this year are going to break like um certain milestones you know like how many people are going to break the twenty thousand point mark or the you know or the ten thousand point mark or the ten thousand or the five thousand assist mark like i'm sure this is on um dapper's radar um but it's not on ours for some reason but i feel like it should be because um Hypothetically, if there was like a record for like a five you know, or, or like a player just meeting a milestone of like 5,000 assists or something, it's like, uh, well, they're going to make a moment out of it. And when they do, it'll probably require assist moments. You know? right, like, right. It's, it's funny, but like just um, thinking ahead like that, I'm sure would uh, eventually so, it'll come in handy. Well, was it, I think it was season two, right? It wasn't that long ago that they, they minted a moment in recognition of Russell Westbrook's uh, uh, Russell Westbrook's triple double record, right? Wasn't that not that yes. long ago? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're, but that right, was right a money. that that was a pretty common moment, I think, with a pretty big mint count, and it was pretty easy to get, if I remember correctly. Um, but then they do the Steph the Steph moment, and it was that was pretty difficult to get. I mean, you had to have you had to have a pretty good collection of Steph moments or have some friends that <laughs> that could gift you those moments. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't know really even what the question that I'm asking is, but you know, you look at these triple double record, three point record. Those are both really big records, but the way they rolled out the moments to, to recognize those or to memorialize those were very different. You have any thoughts on that, Steve, and how they rolled those out separately? 
Uh, well, I mean, it, it kind of goes to like the the pre minting and putting like a certain number in packs or whatever, or or um, doing this like uh, this this fandom tier, right, where it's mint on demand. Uh, like I, I I actually like that a lot. Like these, um, I, I I like the random element of just like not knowing, um, or just having these like weird plays just be part of this fandom set um, that aren't like like the fresh threads thing, for instance. Like okay, I get it. It was a common theme. Like it was the the players' first moment on their new team. Cool, right? But um, I kind of like these one-off moments that don't don't really fit anywhere. Um, like the, even the hero thing, like that was kind of like a trick shot, but there is no trick shot set. So they just put it somewhere. I like, I like the idea of having a catch all set that just has like really cool things in it. And I, I guess my only request, and I'm, I'm sure we could say the same thing about any set, but is just keep the plays like cool, you know, like, like whatever they put in that tier, um, make them good enough that we all kind of want them like high mint or low mint or whatever. I'm just saying, keep it the same level of quality have you noticed have you noticed in season three i mean well i'll just ask you have you noticed in season three a difference in quality of the moments yes yeah absolutely i think we all have yeah, yeah for sure i know i have for sure um i'm i'm eagerly anticipating the season three throwdown set because i think it's going to be absolute fire given the conversations that we've had with Austin and how they're, you know, they're, 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 they're looking at moments and, and clips and videos and highlights. And they're saying, okay, let's save this for X set. Let's save this for Y set. And they want to tier things to make legendary more special, rare, you know, more special and common, more common. So I am, I, I think the quality of season three has been phenomenal, even though the mint count has been significantly higher. And I'm pretty bullish on sets like the Throwdown set that will be coming because I think they're going to really nail that in terms of the individual moments. Agreed. Yeah, and I like the idea. I mean, this recent airdrop thing, if you hold the set, you get a pack or two packs or three packs. Um. I don't know. I think us holding this throwdown set, or many of us do at least, uh, will be kind of special. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll get some packs out of it. I don't know. Um, but like, I'll tell you right now, I'm I'm completing that set. That's on my. That's required for me in in series three is the throwdown set. Can I say one thing? I'm I'm hoping for a couple of these Hamadou moments that I've seen with him wearing the mask. He's had some sick dunks lately. So if he's not a moment of this throwdown, it's going to be a real shame. Something tells me they might do that just as like a a head nod to the wolf pack. Yeah, um, I was going to say I think they should I think they may throw in a, a Diallo cuz you're right, Spine. He's had some pretty nasty dunks lately. And I think they may do that just as an homage to the wolf pack because uh you know not that not that we're anything super special but we definitely have kept up the um the throwdown set we've definitely kept up the diallo as a moment and its value and um we've provided the community with utility around diallo and 
I think I think I could I could totally see that. I could totally see that. Wolf, were you saying something? We couldn't hear you. Oh, there we go. Yes, I was muted. Um, did you feel like, I guess, Steve, that they, as we were talking about moment quality, do you think Top Shot held their end of the agreement by raising the bar on MGLE moments and legendary moments this year? Uh, absolutely. Well, there's like a clear night and day difference here between what they've released in the past and what they have out right now. I think a lot of that's, you know, from Austin. Um, and I think them holding back, um, like waiting, basically. I mean, what is it? Like we're we're late December, so they've been playing for quite some time, and they haven't dropped like a rare or legendary until this week. So they've had a lot of time to like find great plays, and um, you know, there are still a lot of great players that don't have uh, that don't even have commons yet. Actually, like LeBron doesn't have a common. Um, so I mean, they're waiting on like great plays and. Uh, I think it shows. So you know, more of that. I think that helps with um, with onboarding too, because if you're a new if you're a new collector, um, trying to convince someone well, it's hard for us. We know this. It's hard to convince someone that a clip that you can find on YouTube is worth something. But um, once you do, it's like okay. Well, if you just have some like random layup or like a random assist or something, it's like that's not even that special in any way. It's like well, why is that a moment again? You know. Um, so I think them having like high quality plays really helps convince new users that this is like a special moment in time um, for this particular player. So I think it's, it's, it's helpful across the board. I think they should have been doing this a lot earlier, but you know, kudos for them doing it now. I think it's fantastic. My, it's interesting as a community, I feel like there's been for the last little bit some dialogue around this idea that they haven't dropped you know a rare or legendary pack and you know the season started months ago and there just hasn't been a drop and i i i find it the opposite to your point steve i think it's important that they really do look at these these individual highlights these clips these moments and they try and tear them in a way and they can't do that if they don't allow some of, if not, you know, most of the season to go by because they don't know what's going to happen in, in the rest of the season. So um, I am, for one at least, pretty pretty happy with them backloading pack drops and legendaries and rares till the end of the season to allow for there to be that opportunity to really tier the different moments, the different clips the different highlights to make it so that the legendaries are legendary and the rares are rare now the deck the hoops for example totally cool you could drop that whenever because that's an homage to the past and they've already gone through that footage and they've already they've already sourced that stuff so totally fine with that but if you're talking about stuff that came from season three i am also really happy to wait and just see kind of how the season plays out and really, really get that experience to make sure that we get the best of the best in, in the various tiers that we can, 
Anybody have any additional questions for anybody? I think I'm pretty good. We, I see we got library in here. We were chatting earlier. We were talking about, uh, I don't know if you wanted to come up. He posted a good question about NBA players investing in bored apes and not in top shot, which we've had a few, the conversation a few times recently. And I just feel like we do need to stop pinning our, our hopes to NBA players pushing this platform and, us put we need to push it forward and we need sort of other celebrity types to push it forward as much as them because they just seem to be very uninterested in it you know with the, well, the exception I, you know what like uh call me a little bit skeptical too something tells me that uh um you, you know there's something in it for them as well i don't think you know wiggins is just suddenly buying an ape because it's cool like um there's definitely something in it for him whether or not it's a free ape or there's some other thing attached to it. To me, when I see this kind of thing, board apes or not, like there are lots of other projects that have like a, a celebrity, you know, endorsement or interaction. When I see it, like, I'm just thinking, I'm looking at an ad, like, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm looking at an ad. And um, at least when I know, like with Top Shot, uh, I mean, the Durant thing, yeah, Durant's getting paid. Um, why are there more, why are there, not more players on Top Shot. Well, I suspect some of them are just waiting for like a paycheck because usually when they get involved with a product, they get some money out of it or they get something out of it, right? So um, I feel like, uh, yeah, the, the eight thing I know, like uh, was Jimmy Fallon had one and Curry had one, but I think, you know, even the Jimmy Fallon one, like we found out after the fact that, you know, there was a little bit of like, uh, 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 you know, some, some money exchanging hands or whatever it's like. So it's not, it's not organic. And that's where, it, to me, it's a little bit misleading with some of these projects because um, it's not like they're buying it because it's the coolest NFT. It's like, well, no, it's like there's, it, it just feels a little disingenuous. Um, but you you contrast that with someone like, um, you know, Harrison Barnes or whatever on Top Shot. Like, I I know that's a genuine collector. Like, I know that. Um, so, like, I know Top Shot's not giving him any money to do to do any of this stuff. He's actually super low key. He doesn't even talk about Top Shot. Like, he doesn't mention it on Twitter or anything. He literally just buys moments um, on the on the download. <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny, and I like when I see. And apparently, um, but Zubox is uh, is a is a huge collector as well. I remember Jacob mentioning this. Like Zubox, he he spends more time on the platform than any other player. It's like it's just so random, and you never hear him talk about it on Twitter or anything like that. So those to me always feel more genuine. And um, I'm, I'm all for like the more genuine interactions with like uh, NFTs like that. The, I, I'm here yeah. for that. Yeah, for sure. I just think that there seems to be, I was even addressing that the, the Top Shot community seems to be waiting for this NBA player to save us and expose us. And I, I guess I've just started thinking like, no, I want this shit mentioned in like some rap songs. You know, I want some random rapper to talk about his top shots in a song and that it's, uh, you know, I, I was sort of comparing it to how Spike Lee or Jack Nicholson sit courtside to watch the NBA. We need some of these celebrities that way getting into it or we don't or we just grow it ourselves and organically and stop pinning our hopes that, uh, you know, we're going to get saved by some celebrity. And, and I'm totally with you, Steve, the board eight thing, it seems to be a move you make for exposure and to have a specific type of you know social cachet online with your profile pic. Well, even so. even like the the um, recently there was like an Adidas thing, right? Adidas did some kind of uh, 
Yeah. Some kind of a collaboration with the board ape thing. But like even that seemed disingenuous from the Adidas side, right? Because the Adidas side was like, oh, we're gonna we're going to interact with this big NFT project because it'll get more eyeballs on what we're doing. It just didn't seem like like well, it was a good way to like hijack um an existing NFT user base to like sell your own merch or whatever. So I don't know. It's just to so, me just the space is just, you know, yeah. people trying to sell to other people and it's I don't know, it's weird to me. Two yeah. two quick thoughts and then I know we got Evan who's got his hand raised, but two quick thoughts. One, Adidas also sold an NFT for a fair amount of money that will get you a tracksuit that you could have bought for less money than, than the NFT cost. <laughs> but that aside, um, to your point, Wolf, I don't know if NBA players will ever largely be involved in Top Shot because like they're NBA players and that's their day job. So, I feel like I feel like for a lot of of NBA players they may be looking into other things outside of their day job, right? Like yes, they, I agree to that. They they work, I mean, we see the NBA as a game and we see it as fun and entertainment, but they're working and that is it's a grind and it's travel and you're away from your family and you're working out and you're practicing and your off season is spent preparing for the next season. And I mean, it's a job and I don't know if they want to do their job and then also get into an NFT that is their job. I almost feel like um, some of the NBA players may be getting into other things just simply because it's different. And we shouldn't look at that as necessarily a negative or a positive. I don't know. I don't know what everybody else's thoughts are on that, but yeah. also, Mark, Evan, your hands Mark, are you your hands a, raised. So, Mark, did you have a stroke there? Are you okay? What happened? I, I I'm okay. <laughs> I choked on my own spit because I was, I'm a, I was very concerned there for a second too. Yeah, I almost died right here on Spaces, uh-huh. and uh, only out, Spence through that. That was impressive. Only Spence cared about it, yes. so I want to point well, that out. Steve and I are polite Canadians, so we were just politely going to stand by and be like, "Well, he he died. Uh, you're welcome. Spence, Thank you, Spence. Would you have given me mouth to mouth?" Hell yeah, of course. Apparently, apparently not. Oh, <laughs> yeah. all right, all right. Anything. <laughs> so going on this ape conversation, Adidas spent. I just looked it up because I knew I read it, and I but I'd forgotten what the number was exactly. But they paid one hundred fifty six thousand for the ape, and then they made twenty three million off their NFT drop. Like the easiest that's, business sell in the history of <laughs> that's pretty good economics. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> uh, it's, I think I saw a tweet where it was just like. You know, Adidas rep said, so if we buy this NFT, we can use it to make our own NFT. And this next person was like, yes. And the next thing was Adidas, and we make $23 million with zero overhead. And they say yes. And they, you know, that's just like how they thought the conversation probably went. Obviously, there was more to it than that, but it was the easiest sell of all time, I'm sure. I think right. that's called trickle down economics. The money trickled from our pockets yes. down the hill into their pockets. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, oh, the question I had, I was, I've just been listening all night, obviously, but um, going back to the fresh threads set, 
I was thinking of something tonight when I was driving home. I think it'd be cool if um, for everyone who has the Fresh Threads set completed, for any player that gets traded the rest of the season, for that season, you automatically get airdropped their first moment in their new team's uniform. What do you think? I of think that? that is the speculation. I honestly think that that is part of what has been. Is the isn't Fresh Threads now the? Oh, is that is that second? Is that like a, uh, I the don't second, know. I mean, I, I think know if it's that been a talked. Known theory or not? I, I it's had a known, known theory. Okay. Yeah, it's, there's a there's a second theory. drop coming in February after the trade right. deadline. It's it's a theory that if you have the fresh threads set today, when the second drop happens based on trades and whatnot, you may get a pack. I don't know. I mean, Evan, you may be you may be onto a, a different vein of the theory to think that you'd be airdropped all the various people that could get traded and, and minted into the next sort of part of that set or like one at a time i think he was saying you know say someone yeah, gets traded like, tomorrow right. someone, yeah someone gets traded tomorrow and they play next tuesday for whoever and then we have a base set pass pack drop like the next friday or something they might have a moment in that and like if you have the fresh like it's a, it's a 60k moment anyway so it's not like um it's that big a deal i just feel like that'd be kind of a cool little thing where if you had the set you're guaranteed for that player in that season, if they happen to change teams again, you get the the moment. I like it. I mean, I think it would be it would provide a reason, uh, an additional reason, I'll say, to collect the set. Right? Like, I think the, it's a it's a it's a decent set to collect from a collector standpoint because it seems like a lot of collectors are trying to collect sets, and it's not an it's not a, a, a super you know expensive set to collect because there's not a lot of moments, although there are a few that are that are you know over a hundred dollars. But um, it would be interesting to see. I think I suspect in February when they do the next drop, we'll get you know set holders will get a a pack or two. Yeah, yeah, um, that makes total sense. But I don't know. It would be it would be pretty wild to to have a set, whether it's this set or a set in the future where you get airdropped moments to ensure that you continue to have a complete set. That's a pretty crazy, uh, yeah, that at is. least for me. Yeah, that's a, that's a crazy <laughs> thought. I hadn't thought about that, but that would be pretty wild. If you had a set that you could get airdropped additional moments to ensure, I mean, think about like the deck, the hoops, right? All the Celtics team set holders that, got yeah, disbanded because of Kevin Garnett. That's why I don't think they would do it on a scale like that. I, I'm I'm not even talking about like a fresh threads set based moment. I just mean a general like you got their sixty K of the moment yeah, from season three or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it's not it's like they're they they don't have a cap on the mint count for those anyway. So what would it hurt for them to just reward the few thousand people that had, you know, Kimba Walker and the full you know set and then kimba gets traded and the next moment like that it'd just be a small gesture but something kind of cool steven i already talked about the joe johnson fresh thread celtic moment maybe you get airdrop that <laughs> the lance stevenson <laughs> that would be pretty wild um that's all i got guys thank you no, no worries it's been, Love been it. fun uh always listening in and and i'll yes. see you in the chat did you do the fresh threads steve Hell yeah. Um, well, I got airdropped a few packs, right? Because that was the one where 
if you had a full full set, you got like a certain number of packs. Um, I think I still have like thirty unopened packs. <laughs> like I basically, <laughs> I basically stopped opening once I had the full set. Um, so, but yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. I like that set a lot. Um, I actually went and I bought the Westbrook um, serial number seventy five because uh, you know he he made the list and I wanted at least one player who was on this you know the top seventy five team. Um, I wanted to get like one one uh, matching uh, number seventy five serial. So, uh, yeah, the Westbrook happened to be like the right price and um, yeah, it fit the bill. So, really excited for that moment. Uh, yeah, what, I think it's a cool set. What uh, is your speculation on that? That's something we've actually never talked about on Spaces. <clears throat> is they made a clear indicator of the number seventy-five serial number on Top Shot, and I hadn't even thought about owning one of the seventy-five and having so seventy-five. I haven't. I haven't. I'm. I'm basing this on nothing at all. But it is. It's a special year for the NBA, so I think that they'll incorporate it somehow into either like the all-star game or like uh the playoffs or the finals like they they, they kind of have to um it's been they, a huge they part said of it. it i can't yeah. remember the blog but they did okay. say it yeah they said something special with the 75th blah 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 so they they tip their hat that something should happen so a part of me is hoping again basing this off nothing but a part of me is hoping like oh maybe uh we're dropped like a pack or something if you have like a 75 cereal or something you know um again i have nothing i'm i'm basing it on nothing at all like, like hopes hopes and dreams really um <laughs> yes, but I think yeah it'd be yeah pretty cool i think all it'd be right. really cool too all right man I'd like to say thank y'all again. I've learned more listening to you guys in the last hour, hour and a half than I've been able to pick up on my own in about the last two months. So, again, truly thank you. And no worries, and hope, TJ. And go, go, go and spend this money and get this 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 moment yeah. going and listen to you guys' advice. And I appreciate it. I forgot which one you said about the moment, but I do appreciate it. And I hope all y'all have a safe holiday. And, uh, I'll be tuning in more often now. I'm glad yeah, I found, glad we're, I found John. We're generally here on Friday nights, and when we were telling you about the collector score theory, uh, the man Steve, who's been talking, he he basically broke the collector score theory on Top Shot a few months ago. So you've come to you've come to the right place to learn how to get your collector score. All right, and uh, in in the year 2021, if y'all taking any uh, honorary members or pledges for the Wolf Pack, let me let me know what I need to do. You just keep tuning into spaces and we will get you a membership and get you in the Wolf Cub program, TJ. All right, gentlemen. Peace. Y'all yeah. enjoy yourself for the holidays and be safe. Yeah. Man. Thanks so much. Yeah. You missed it earlier, Steve, when you were away, but TJ came on and just asked us how to get some collector score and asked for some advice and we told him the WNBA and he only had eight more to go on it and he was asking if he should sell his run it back Paul Pierce and then a number another member of the spaces went and bought his Paul Pierce from him that oh, he posted. that's amazing that is amazing I love that. super amazing so now he's got the dapper because he said it was Christmas and he was having a hard time getting the dapper and so Bamboo Rasta who is uh, down there he uh, he went and purchased the Paul Pierce from him so TJ should have enough to go uh, to get this collector score so feel feel good family moment here on the uh, Wolf Den spaces um well you know that's yeah. it's, it's a good moment because we know that um 
we know that the the seller in this case is going to use that for like other moments, right? Like you don't know, you know, like it's basically like um, I love knowing that I'm selling things to um, collectors or buying. I'm buying from collectors because they're going to keep buying themselves. So, you know, I sell them something, they sell me something. Like that's a that's yeah. an economy that works. Um, but the instant you kind of take your money out and you go home. It's like, okay, that's one less collector or one less person on the platform, right? So, yeah, yeah I'm a huge fan of that. It's great. Yeah, exactly. And it, exactly that moment. And he was even saying how he's been having fun and he really wants to get a big pack so that he can uh, leave his collection for his granddaughter in 10 years because she really likes basketball too. So it, it, it had a lot of awesome elements that, that, you know, make realize why I'm in this space, you know, why it, it's grabbed me as well. Actually, on that note, like uh, I think I remember posting on the Wolfpack or or talking about it very briefly when it happened. But um, the day that they dropped the the rake back or whatever, or the news of the rake back, um, I happened to sell like a Steph Curry MGLE that morning. So I even before the rake back announcement, like I I went and I bought like the WNBA run it back set because I was on my to buy list. I really like that and. Uh, yeah, I think owning those types of moments um, long term, like I think it'll be really interesting to see, like WNBA, for instance, like where that goes. Because I, something tells me Top Shot is like a, it's a significant amount of um, revenue for them, for for like a. They look at the NBA, like they make a lot of money off like um, merchandise and whatever. But like, I'm sure the the WNBA doesn't in comparison. Like it's probably, it's probably nothing. And so Top Shot, I think, is. Um, like that that could be the real winner uh long term like the WNBA that could be the the real um the real success story before the NBA really takes off like i don't know it's a possibility in my mind it's i was actually was going to ask dumbo before he left about if he hadn't what what the WNBA was saying about top shot behind the scenes if he could give us anything but we had talked about it previously on a spaces and I believe the WNBA's ratings were up double this summer too. And that's not to say, you know, it was all cause of top shot, but man, I certainly saw more people I know talking about watching games than ever. And I feel like top shot must've just been massive for them. So it would be, it'd be really interesting to see some of those metrics, but I mean, if their ratings were double this summer, that's, it's, I, that's a good sign for me, and I think why we should all probably get that WNBA set because it seems to have a lot of utility too. Yeah, it's kind of hard imagining that really being the wrong bet in like ten years or whatever. Um, yeah, it's crazy too for a league that's twenty-five years old um, that they doubled their viewership randomly like this past year. Like that's that's yeah. kind of huge. It's definitely huge. And it's, I, I, I don't know, maybe there's more, who knows, maybe they're showing more games on television than ever. So it was just going to happen regardless. I noticed, at least on TSN and Canada and Sportsnet, there certainly seemed to be a heck of a lot more WNBA. But I, I think that there's a, a lot of things playing into this. Uh, I wanted to ask one question to the Wolfpack too, because it might have come up. I might have missed it um, earlier. But is anyone participating in the uh, Series One reserve drop? 
Mark, yeah. did we lose you? Yeah, you're there. No, I'm here. I, I am participating. I had my trade tickets in for the first drop and didn't get a queue spot that allowed me to get a pack. So I just hung on to my tickets. I think there's some other wolves. I can't recall exactly who, um, but I'm pretty sure there's a, a couple of additional wolves that are in a similar position where they had the trade tickets necessary for the for the first drop but didn't get a spot that you know provided them a pack so um i'm gonna ride this out if i don't if i don't get into this pack drop i'm gonna wait until the next one or wait until they determine you know some other utility for the trade tickets but at this point i've got these 350 trade tickets and can't do much else with them so um I was actually hoping that they may increase the number of trade tickets necessary for the pack drop. Um, it seemed like, I'm, again, I mean, they've got data and statistics around a lot of this, but it seemed like when we had Alan on Spaces several several months ago or several weeks ago, um, a couple of months ago, he was indicating that everybody his thought at the time was everybody who had the necessary trade tickets and wanted a pack would get one um and i don't know if they just missed the mark on the number of people they thought would trade trade moments in or if they were they were they were expecting you know less tickets until moments were a dollar a piece or whatever it was but I mean, that was certainly not the case. There were significantly more people in that drop um, than than packs a lot, you know, available. And many of the people in that drop didn't do trade tickets in a traditional manner. Many of them were off market, you know, selling, were were giving money, buying buying some random moment for a lot of dapper, and then getting gifted moments. Um, it, it it wasn't necessarily a traditional marketplace experience. So um, I don't know what Top Shot expected. I don't know how what they expected turned into what actually happened. But here I am, and I know there's other wolves with these trade tickets that are useless other than locker packs at this point. So uh, I'm, I'll definitely be in line for an S1 pack. Um, I don't know if anybody else has thoughts on it, but apparently not. Apparently, I'm going to talk to myself here for the next. Cool. No, <laughs> no, I thought I was waiting for someone to jump in. I'm not doing it. I started collecting trade tickets for the first one, and then I realized I pulled a weird move where I was getting so many S3 that I thought, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to try to collect the whole S3 set. So. I've got about 170 S3s. I think I'm at 125 of 161 in the set. So I kind of just readjusted and I realized I my lust to create a set was higher than to get a reserve pack that seems to be diminishing returns right now. Well, so it's right. funny you mentioned that. I actually had the same exact experience where I was trying to collect trade tickets and I found myself then collecting, you know, $2 moments for people I didn't have. And then you look and you're like, holy shit, like, I'm actually then just getting closer to finishing this set than I am the, and part of I'm losing my voice. Um, then collecting the 350 trade tickets. I said, fuck it, did the same thing you did. And I'm like, might as well just finish the set. So I'm not building any trade tickets. 
Yeah, and the utility for these flash challenges that seems to be coming by just having a plurethora of or a variety of players that season three does offer me, you know. So it just seemed for me like a better. It was more fun and a better investment, frankly. Hundred percent. I really like the. Uh, I, I said it before, but I collected the playoff set when everyone was taking a shit on it, and you guys collected the throwdowns when everyone was taking a shit on it, and I couldn't help but notice that people were just throwing away these S3 moments, with the exception of a few rookies. So it was like, no, that's when that's when I'm going to strike. So that's for me, Steve. I think, are you- I think I'm a, I think I'm a proud leader on both of those sets. Actually, let me double check here. On the live token tools. Uh, and I know, Steve, for trade tickets, you don't like parting with your moments, so you're not in on an S1 no. pack, I'm assuming. So I, I, I skipped the first drop for that exact reason, but uh, a couple days ago, I did start to go after some um, S3 moments. But what I was doing was um, I looked at all the stars. You know, I basically looked at, like, the, um, the all-star set, right? So whoever was in the all-star set last year, I just said, okay, what what's their S3 moment? Um, and I just started buying off a bunch of those. So like Chris Paul, for instance, I think I bought like 60 Chris Pauls at two bucks a pop, right? Because I'm like, how can this go wrong? Like, it gives me an option. I can use it for a trade ticket or it's if it's Chris Paul. Like, it's going to be worth more than $2, I think. Um, it's like, it's a less risky bet than just buying like some obscure bench player for two bucks. So I did that basically for... Um, a few different stars and now i think the floor is at least like three bucks on all of them um which is like that's that's a good sign so i think i did pack my bags with like at least 350 to trade tickets um like i haven't i haven't redeemed any yet because i think um the smart move if you're going after the s1 packs is to not not trade in your tickets to the last possible moment because if hypothetically any of these players are using the flash challenge um like that chris paul, paul for two bucks that could be a five or six dollar moment if it's used for something. So, like, it, it would be worth it to me if that happened to just sell for six bucks, and then buy three more random trade tickets for two bucks a yeah. pop. So, um, I think trading your tickets in like uh, trading moments in immediately is is not always a great call. So, just kind of wait until the last possible moment. Um, but yeah, I plan to do it. So, hopefully, I'll, I'll get a pack this time around. And it'll be interesting to see if uh, the. I'm assuming they'll do one in January as well. I think that the end of every month is probably what we can expect. It'll be interesting to see if, uh, like Mark was saying, if they'll bump it up to 500 tickets for the next one. To actually, I was really surprised it didn't because I think after um, the last one, like how many people? Because like Dapper has has gone on record saying numerous times that they don't want to like severely impact the market. Right. And then they did this S1, the first drop, and it did severely impact the market. Um, So (laughs) I thought this time around they would up the amount of tickets to basically say, okay, like you have to, it's the basically it's the equivalent of saying you have to spend more money to get the pack. Yeah. And the idea there is that if you spend more money, you're less likely to just dump all the contents. and I'm really surprised they didn't do that. So uh, I'm sure there's some there's some reason behind it. Interesting. This one too, I guess they put out the pack drop the same day as the reserve pack, so they couldn't. You you don't get a chance to buy ten packs to load up either. 
Um, just a thought, because I think the previous one, they had an S3 drop a couple days before, so you could really try to load up. So maybe that was their rationale. Uh, but I'm with you. I'm surprised they didn't make a 500, because uh, it is not good for the, the S1 market with 18 more packs. And I think that uh, if you are a person who's just buying random season one moments off the marketplace, you should definitely look at the supply. Because well, some of these good... are getting smashed. Well, it was an interesting one because you get like LeBron, who was basically consistently between like ten and fifteen thousand for like his his base, and then a couple people pull it and like the reserve packs, and then it's just basically they just start undercutting themselves, and it's like I mean, you pulled like one of the most unwanted moments on the entire platform, and like the instinct is to immediately dump it. Like I don't know, part of me kind of died that day. It's like. Like, does no one yeah. want does, 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 does no one yeah. want these moments? Because, well, I think the thing. I, yeah, I think it's. I think that's a really interesting. Um, I won't say observation, but like, there is. I think a everybody collects differently, and so there are people who may want a team set or may want a specific moment. You know, maybe. I I want the Tim Duncan S1 run it back and I pull a LeBron in the um you know S1 reserve uh packs I so I my goal is to flip the LeBron not necessarily because of anything other than it's just not my grail moment and if I can use that to then turn it into my grail moment I think um, so I can understand that, you know, and I think it's, I think it creates a really interesting dynamic in the platform. And I think it's in some ways problematic because to your point, Wolf, I think it, it has a really negative impact on the S1 moments as they're being released. But from a, from a platform standpoint, it's not that negative because people are then buying, you know, they're keeping the money in the platform and people are buying moments that really matter to them. So in the grand scheme of things, I think it's all right. But I think as it relates to some of the S1 moments, I think it can be pretty detrimental to the, the value of those moments, at least the perceived value based on the market. Uh, I'm gonna agree with you there. Well said. Um, actually, here's here's another kind of similar thought I had today. You know, we're just with this whole deck the hoops business, right? Where it's introducing a lot of um, like team bottlenecks, but like not just team bottlenecks for like this the full set, but like team bottlenecks for even this the series three set. Like you'll never be able most people will never be able to complete like a Pelicans series three team set. That's basically out of the question. Yeah. Um, I think looking at the roadmap, there is no archive set marked out for series three. That's not, I don't think that's a possibility. So um, what that says to me is that, okay, if, if it's basically impossible to get most of these team sets now, then like all signs still point to series two as being like, the ultimate store of value for this collector's core because it has attainable team sets across the board with crazy high common collector's core. Um, so I don't know. It's going to be really interesting too to see how these, um, how the trade ticket thing continues to remove um, series two moments from the, from the platform. Um, like it's just hard to imagine 
that series not doing well long term. It's, it's I can't think of a scenario where it just doesn't just do well because of that. Um, there's, there's just multiple outs here for, you know, again, like it's deflationary, high collector score. Um, like I was picking up like just a couple of days ago for this trade ticket announcement, I was picking up three dollar series two comments. Like that's insane to me. Because uh, yep. each one, I have a full team, whatever. Well, most of them are going to be broken now. But um, so these were worth thirty-six collector score to me. So even if I have a broken team, a full team, I think it's still worth like eighteen collector score. Yeah, for three bucks. Like that's. Um, I think it's going to be really hard to do going forward. I agree. Yeah, it, it's funny too. There's this hilarious cycle where people seem to, you know, they start buying the season three two commons and build their collector score and then this trade ticket drop happens and two weeks later they completely forget and they start selling them for two or three dollars again <laughs> so I, I i'm with you the season two just you're right the collector score game that we're all playing now it just is enabled by season two so it's just long term it just has to stick so get those season two team sets if you can and even as you're seeing now these flash challenges i mean Hell, we last night we had season two Nicholas Alexander Walker turn into a sixty-eight dollar moment. You know, so there's been so much utility out of season two right now with in this. I market. actually, I broke I broke my set to sell them. <laughs> <laughs> it was a it's a good sell. I mean, and we've seen the Lonzo uh, fifteen hundred season two pump twice in the past three weeks to a hilarious high as well. So yeah, it totally makes sense. Um, if anybody else has anything last, the last things to say, we should uh, do it now. I think we've been going for three and a, three, almost three and a half hours now. So, Spine, are you gonna, you gonna got something to say, or are you waiting to call us out? Yeah, you, let, you know I'm calling you out, but if lead us out, Spine, lead us out, lead us out, Steve, <laughs> Steve, you good? You got yes, anything sir. else to say? Let's do it. Nope. Okay, right. awesome. Let to me know. All... Let me just wrap it up. Go wait, ahead, wait, Spine. Let me wrap it up. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all you guys listening. And uh, remember, we're popping this on Spotify and Apple Music afterwards in its pure, unedited form. Thanks, OK Jose, who records every spaces and literally listens to us gab for hours and hours and hours and hours. And uh, yeah, hit me up in the DMs. I'll get you those flow packs and uh, talk to us in the Wolf Den Discord. We're trying to be better about talking there. I think we're going to do the trivia game again. You missed it, Steve. I know you you poked your head in halfway through and it was uh, pure chaos. But uh, we actually had a, a fucking blast last night doing this trivia game on Discord that was... Uh, <laughs> it was something else. So we're going to run another one of those nights. And uh, we'll, yeah, Wolf Pack all the way. Spine, lead us out here. To all the wolf pack out there worldwide, uh, first of all, happy holidays to everybody. Know what you're celebrating, um, but I hope you'll join me in a celebratory good night. How? 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 How?